Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. What's good? What's good? What's good? Appreciate y'all tapping in. Welcome in here to the February 1st edition. Oh, my bad. Since it's February 1st edition. Oh, there it is. Radio can't see that, but that's fine. It's the February 1st edition. D'Lo and Casey and LeBron James and Anthony Davis starting Black History Month off with a protest. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm Damian Barling. The ultimate needle mover in God mode himself. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. Man, we're happy that you're here with us. Uh, no Young Zell today. At oh, least not a double man. dose of Young Zell. As the four-game winning streak for the Sacramento Kings comes to an end, as does the seven-game losing streak for the Miami Heat. In a game some of us thought might happen, in a result some of us thought uh, we might get. I think a lot of us did. We were all a little nervous going into that game. I think most of us were nervous at the way we thought Miami was going to come out and play. Um, when in actuality, I felt like the game was there for Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, but they fell 115 uh, to 106. It felt like, you know, it, a huge outing from Keegan Murray wasted. There's probably a lot to break down with this game. There's plenty that we could talk about. Uh, but, of course, it, it's a, a little bit of a vibe killer. Not Not necessarily because you just went out there and you got beat by a desperate team, but Ah, man, it felt like you could have. It felt like you could have had that one. But De'Aaron struggled, and Malik struggled, mm-hmm. and when both of those guys struggle, man, that's tough. 
Well, I mean, um, it was there for the taking, like you said. To me, it's almost the same issue uh, as the last game where they were able to win it, but um, this one, they just weren't able to. They didn't hit the three ball. 12 of 40, shot 30%. Um, Will Z, if you're listening, you know what I'm looking for. Them wide open looks because it felt like they were getting good looks. Um, they just weren't able to knock them down. And all cast, they were talking about the Heat's zone kind of uh, affecting what they were trying to do. But I thought they, I thought they were still getting good looks, man. They just, uh, they couldn't get over the hump. There was one moment in that second quarter where we, you know, we were looking at it like this could get out of hand. We got yeah. to fifteen, maybe got sixteen, or something like that, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, it was look. It was looking like it was going to be one of them Kings games. Yeah. But they fought back, got it to four at the half. Um, it teeter tottered a little bit in that third quarter. They got down nine, got it to six. I think going into the fourth quarter, and the game was there for them. They had looks. They they just couldn't knock them down. So that's that's really what it came down to for me. They just they just couldn't hit their shots. Yeah, but that. But like, at what point is that like not okay? Like that. Cause you're talking about hitting threes. Mm-hmm. They were they took they were twelve of forty mm-hmm. from three. That's 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 forty percent. The Heat, they only hit thirteen, but they only took twenty eight. Yeah, that's 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 that team though. They ain't no Jimmy Butler. On but this that's team. what I'm saying. Like the Kings didn't. Okay, hey, yo, shots not falling tonight. Let's do something else. No one else can score. That, but they don't. That I, this is this is my belief. They don't have those players. So so here okay so if it's as, if it's really as simple as if you make threes you win if you miss threes you lose they either need to find a player who can score in a way that's not a three pointer yeah. which I don't think that's what we're talking about we're talking about a a, a, a stretch four like we're t- we're talking about three and D guys I mean, like Kyle that. Kuzma can score if on all three levels De'Aaron can't De'Aaron can't he was just off last night I mean he have he have uh, what do you have what he finished with I know at one point he had. Uh, 12. He, he finished with 13 on 16 off. shots. He was off. But he was one of eight from three. But he's also the only one that can do that, in my opinion. I know we talk about Keegan, and Keegan has shown some growth in his game, but it's Keegan is not what, – what, Keegan what the, didn't what get enough heat. shots last night. Yes Keegan no. was 12 of 18. Wait, yes and no. He shot the most times on the team. Yeah, he also made, what, Five more shots than anyone else on the team. He was did. playing great. He shot eighteen times. I'm not like. There's a point where no one else should have been shooting except for him. Maybe, but that's. But there's also there's also a situation where Keegan is not that player. It's not get the ball to Keegan and get out the way, let him go to work. He's not Jimmy Butler. So so they, he needs to be set up. And if they're not if they're not helping off Keegan, so this is he's not easy. Be open. This is this is easy. We could just cancel the show till the postseason. Because Kyle just went over all of these teams like, hey, if Sacramento played OKC, if Sacramento played Denver, Sacramento played the Clippers, mm-hmm. how would you feel about them? How, this is simple. The Kings aren't beating anybody in the playoffs if it's as simple as whether they make their threes or miss their threes. They're not beating anyone. That's the way they're built. Oh, this is easy. We could, we could just cancel, we could cancel <laughs> ESPN programming because we ain't got nothing else to say. If it's as simple as just make or miss, this is dumb. You're not going to win a playoff series that way. Maybe not. I mean, maybe not. Oh, they're, I'm they're done. Guys, I'll see y'all on KSFM. There, there, there are two guys that that can create and like do things out of um, out of a structure. Who's the other? Keegan is Fox and Monk. Okay, that's that's it. And neither one of them had a great game last night. And that, you're relying on Herder, who's a catch and shoot guy. 
from beyond the arc. He's not a, a creator. Keegan right now at this point in his career, he's done better. He's not a creator. You don't give the ball to Keegan and be like on the wing and say, hey, go to work, post up Jimmy Butler, let him go to work, get to the line, whatever. That's not his game right now. Harrison Barnes, it's not his game. Sabonis, that's not even his game. Like this is what they're built on right now, and that's kind of like why we're talking about Kuz, Jeremy Grant, somebody that can get their ball – Get their, get their shot outside of the structure of the offense that you can give the ball to on the wing and say, go create a shot or go get to the line. It's not who they have. Right now they, they, yeah, right now they are built on, on, on knocking down threes. Well, enjoy the regular season. That's all I got. I mean, because if you it's – You don't think the, you can win basketball that way? Basketball no. games that way? A series? Yeah. No. No. Because I think you can. Like, I mean, I don't think you win a championship that way, but I think you can win a series. You need a lot of things going your way. You need to you need to shoot the ball well four times out of seven. <laughs> if you're a good three point shooting team, you don't have to shoot the ball four straight times or 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 seven straight games. You got to shoot the ball. That four just times feels like it. And they couldn't do it against Golden State. They didn't. They're right. But they also like. I mean, that's they, what you they always say. They just they, they, those guys didn't hit their shots in so, that series. So for for, I mean, essentially, they're unless on this road trip. Let's use that as a series. Mm-hmm. They're well, you can't though. No, that's not a that's 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 that analogy don't work. Don't You're playing the same team every time. All right, but okay. I mean, if they're getting oh, you just you just you, look, you just dumbed it down it's to a, miss. a. It's make or miss. Yeah, like, I, if it, they're getting open looks, they're getting open looks. So. They got open looks against Golden State. They didn't make them. It's not like it Yeah, didn't. you get open looks in game one. You might not get them in game two. They got them all series. They, and they still didn't hit they them. They missed the shots. I'm, this, is, this is why I always talk about generating open looks because the make or miss is, is not something I'm overly concerned about. If you can't get the shot off, that's a problem. That's like, yo, you fundamentally, you're cooked. But if you're getting the same looks – wide open looks every single time, I'm okay with that. Maybe that's like my philosophy as an offensive player and a shooter. But if I'm if I'm generating open looks, I'll take my chances with that. If I just stink to the point where I can't the defense is too suffocating and I can't get looks and I'm relying on the three, now I got a real problem. And I think that's what happened last year in the playoffs. They got the open looks, they couldn't hit them. They hit them in game six. Couldn't hit them in game seven. But, like, what percentage of games do they have a large number of open looks that they wind up losing? Uh, that they wind up losing? Uh, I, feel I, like I don't know. Will Z can tell me. He, he, said, he said yesterday, I think when we asked him, like top top seven in generating open, open threes in the league. Like, they do it all the time. That's what I always check on. Are they able to get the good looks? Okay. Are they a top seven team in the league? I I don't know about that. I would I would say one, no, probably. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got them at ten right now for a three point shooting in the league. No, I'm, I'm talking about just, I'm I'm just talking about tenth in the league. You, you you said they're a top seven team in generating open looks, open the, open threes, open threes. Sorry, uh, generating open threes. I got them just it, it not on any shooting percentage. I got them as the tenth uh, best winning percentage in the league. So I don't know winning, what this is. Winning percentage. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. This is, that's not shooting percentage. Gotcha. I'm just talking about what what do open looks not made of what, – what do open looks, how do they translate to victories? And the percentage right now, at the very least, isn't a one-to-one percentage. I mean, they're, 
<laughs> you better go get Kyle Kuzma. Eight games then. over five hundred. I mean, they're, they're like I, I, yeah, I, I understand. They're, they're a winning team. They're right a now. really no, no, no and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying they're trash. Or, I don't think that's this is championship formula necessary. They need but that other guy. I think what we need to do is zero in on what they need. We know what they need. We've been saying this since. So the why does Jeremy Grant fit then? Why Jeremy do people Grant, he can create his own shot? Which to me, what they need is a guy. But does he create it as well as Kuzma? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so. A guy that can score on all three levels, that can get to the bucket, that can create his own shot outside the structure of the offense, uh, on, on as a wing. Monk and Fox can do that. Those guys are kind of they're, they're smaller. You need that guy six mm-hmm. five to six nine who can do that. And then you need a guy that when things are breaking down, and this is where you probably hope Harrison Barnes will be, when things are breaking down and you need a score and you don't want to rely on a three, hey, get the ball to Kuz. Let him go one-on-one. He can either get to the bucket and finish, finish in the mid-range, or get to the foul line and knock down his foul shots at an 80% clip. And that's the guy that's missing on this roster. Or a 66.7% clip, which is what the Sacramento Kings shot from the free throw line yesterday, Mm. 12 of 18 from the charity stripe, uh, as they say. Uh, We'll come back. We'll talk more big-picture stuff about the Sacramento Kings. We'll dive a little bit more uh, into this game. Obviously, Casey's 100% right. The missed open looks were just brutal uh, for Sacramento. Um, and another another, another, another game where, where, where Malik Monk struggled. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we're just getting started. Matt George is going to join us in the final hour of the show. Phone lines are open for you all day long. Chatty House was good. Appreciate y'all tapping in. It's the with KC brought to you by Sky River Casino, where we will be live tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's show broadcasting live from 32 Brew Street inside Sky River Casino. Uh, Watch party to follow for the next Kings game. We'll talk about that all throughout the day here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Let's just get this over with. 916-909-1320. Go and get your happy-ass gloating in. Go ahead. D-Lo and Casey, tell me something good. What's good, guys? Come on, man. Hey. Hey. Yes, sir. Man, we yes. sure did Boy, it was like two weeks we didn't hear from yeah, you after man. the Eagles yeah, lost. Bro, come on, man. Sure, we didn't forget hey, about that. Your heat snap a, a same losing streak, boy. You you in here at 12 15. Yeah. Hey, you know, I was busy then. I was doing taxes and cutting my grass. I, I got free time oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting your taxes done on January 2nd. Yeah, that's a good move, Lazy. <laughs> Ain't nobody's W 2 showing up in the mail, but yeah, at least he's getting his taxes done. I got you. Man, y'all, y'all needed, y'all needed a. Well, I shouldn't say career game because I think he's a good ball player. But Josh Richardson had to come from out of nowhere to get that hey. one. And I like hey, the heat. What's going on with y'all, man? Y'all, yeah, it's it's not looking good right now. No, no. Truth be told, like honestly, um, I can be I can be non biased. Uh, the team has looked bad at times, but. Overall, our roster is still better than last year. I mean, Hami Hockey is good. So Richardson too, came off the bench and did good. We got in Rosier. We got good ballers, but that's not why I call it. I know this is Kings Radio. Um, I know you guys are probably going to get to it and talk about the All Star. And you know, Fox kind of said he doesn't care if he does or doesn't go. But my question is, do you think that affects things like in the bigger picture? Like, if there ever is going to be an All Star game in Sacramento, what's over? Like, think about things like this because it kind of looks bad. Or no. do you ever think about things like that? No. No. No, no, I, I ain't got nothing so to do either. with nothing. I, I thought I about nothing um, to do with nothing. Appreciate you, Lazy. H A L. Happy ass, Lazy. <laughs> H A L. You're going to be that, skipping though. around 32 Brew Street tomorrow <laughs> with his cameras. Hi, guys. I'm going to start using the I to cut my grass excuse stuff for like <laughs> not doing good. stuff. No, no, I tell people all the time I have to wash my hair. You no. know, that happens sometimes too. No. But um, I did think about because uh, there, there was an article or a tweet or something like where Chris Biederman, we could say his name now. Um, I think I don't think we're allowed to say it for another oh, week, but it's fine. Yeah, Two weeks, it's the, fine. The guy to be not yeah. Jason, Jason Anderson, yeah. but it talked about how it talked to De'Aaron or whatever, and De'Aaron once again was like, "I don't care about the All Star game." To, I'm paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. I don't care. I really don't want to go or something like that. <laughs> and if I was Rich Paul, He's, I'd probably say, "Stop saying." That. He's such a curmudgeon, dude. Like, <laughs> I'd probably say, "I'm yeah, telling man, stop you, saying that." I'm telling you, the Aaron is Jokic. <laughs> I don't think the Aaron is like going to work like Jokic is when it comes to playing basketball. But he's like just he's like a tier below that. Mm-hmm. Like Jokic, basketball is a nine to five. I don't think that's the case for De Aaron. But like the All Star Game, all yeah. like all of that extra stuff that. Uh, no, it's, like, Darren just wants to play basketball. He's right? kind of like Kyrie, right? Because Kyrie used to be like that. He didn't like any of the media stuff or whatever. He's always kind of like, I just want to play basketball. You guys leave me alone. Yes and no. Like, it's Uncle Drew. Like, yeah, like to a certain degree. Certain lit- I yeah. don't think he liked the media, but he liked the attention. He de- yeah, that's that. there, there you yeah. go. I don't think De'Aaron likes any of that stuff. No. And if I was Rich Paul, I'd, I'd say, look, I'm not telling you not to feel that way, but can you not say yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Can you not keep putting that out there that yeah. that you could care less about going to the halls? You don't even want to go. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, I, I would if I'm if I was Rich Paul, I'd 100% tell him the same thing. Yeah. Like, Darren, please stop. <laughs> Feel however you want. Just don't. Hey, I'll be a great honor to make an All Star team, so, and just leave it at that. That's all you got to do. Give an athlete answer and keep. That's it moving. That's all you got to do. Keep it moving. <laughs> the baby daddy says Fox kind of like Kawhi. Not wrong, but not even Kawhi says that. <laughs> Kawhi's, yeah, 
right. <laughs> well, I'll give him this because I didn't know what direction. He was smart enough to not say it about USA basketball. Yeah, there's that. He gave there's he that. gave he gave the perfect he gave the perfect answer to oh it's 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 a, it's it's an honor and you know I, I talked to Grant Hill you know and, and, and you know knew this was a uh, happening and mm-hmm. like hey, that's perfect. Just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'd be an honor to make an All Star team. It always is to be recognized, or, and then that's it. Or and I don't think this will be a problem at all for De'Aaron. I think, like I believe him when he said what he said. Like, I don't think he's tripping at all. Mm-mm. But the flip side, flip side is you can say that. Better not ever hear you talk about lack of respect or anything like that. Which I don't think he has. Has he? Which he, he hasn't. That's which us. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's us. It's, which, it's not an issue for him, but. That goes out the window once you keep saying like you don't you don't care about it. Yeah. I I know what's best for De'Aaron, and I know that what's best for him is to go to the All Star and be like a seven time All Star. So don't listen to him, everybody. Listen to me. Send him to the All Star game. I want De'Aaron to make the All Star team and then just spend the week with his Kaiser doctor. <laughs> That's what I like him to do. That's it. Or he can make the all-star team, and as a um, representative of Sacramento, I'll just go in his place. He can stay home. I'll go. Don't worry, You going to Indy? I got this. Just want to be clear, you're going to Indy. No, that's just starting next year. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Where is it next year? Aren't they in Cleveland next year? uh, No, I think it's we start to get some good cities. I think it's Golden State. Oh, Golden State. 2025. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2025. You're right. Um, you finally get out of the doldrums of this four-year All-Star trashathon. Well, that wasn't very nice. No, it wasn't. Those not are nice those at are all. fine cities, but I'm not trying to go there in February. Stop, not one of stop them. Stop having the All-Star game in cities where snowstorms That's what are going to occur. In I'm not trying to go there in February. Um, you think De'Aaron makes it today? I do. I think Domas think he's does. The only one. I don't uh, think Domas makes it. Crazy too. That's a goddamn shame, man. Crazy. I know this. That isn't is the, a shame. I know this isn't the whole season, but did you see Willsey's stats about his January? I did. Oh my! Do you have it? Do you have that? Do you have that tweet in front of yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the month of January, twenty point eight points per game, fourteen point five rebounds per game, nine assists a night. He's shooting sixty six percent from the field, seventy one percent from three. 74% from the free throw line, 15 double-doubles, 7 triple-doubles. I mean, he's the player of the month. I don't, well, I don't mm. know what Jokic or Embiid or uh, Luka or anything like that. I don't know what their numbers are. But he's he's definitely a candidate for a player of the month. Should be. Russ, Oscar, and Jokic, I think, are the only other players to have that many triple-doubles in the month of January. I mean, yeah. and obviously, like, I think Russ has done it a couple of times. I think Oscar Robertson probably did it every January. That's Jokic has done it a couple of times, but that's a that's just a crazy the compilation of numbers for him, for just in general. I um, mean, I, I, like he's he's to a certain degree he's better than I I thought he could be. Like that, those numbers are crazy. Those numbers great, and then I think for the overall for the season, they're not. That far off, right? It's like 19, 12 and a half yeah, and then, seven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he's up to thirteen rebounds if there I'm not if I'm not 19. mistaken. Nineteen point nine. Yeah. Yeah. 
13 flat, 8 flat. Yeah. Oh, so he did get up to – well, I'm sure that triple-double last night helped him get up to – because it was 7.9. Mm. We need him to get back to 20. So, <gasps> Wow. Right. Wow, look at what this man's doing. 20, 13, and 9. Now they look at it, 19.9, 13, and 8. Oh. Crazy yeah. thing is they never round for him either. No. Like I would see a point nine, but he's averaging 20 a night. No, no. No, he's got, averaging 19 a night. got to see the 2-0. All right. All right Told you there's something different about seeing the 2-0. Mm. Got to see it. Got to see it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think he's going to make it, though. Just judging by – like I haven't seen <laughs> – Imagine seeing these numbers and going, yeah, that's not an all-star. That's not an all-star. Meanwhile. Those are basically his season numbers. A smidge bit higher in a couple categories. Basically his season numbers. Nah. Meanwhile, nah. meanwhile, you, you've you got a guy who allegedly is trying to quit on his coach. Who we're we're gonna send? Well, that's allegedly. It is very alleged. It's allegedly. It's very alleged. But number one, they're not good. I think he's playing follow the leader more than he's doing anything else. That's exactly what he's doing, and they're not good. They're not. Like some sometimes this stuff should matter. The numbers are great. The individual numbers are great. But if you got somebody that's putting up great numbers, and they're on a winning winning team, I think that should should outweigh that. And I'm talking about Anthony Davis, by the way. We say names here. I like yeah. Anthony Davis, but I don't. I don't. Anthony like, Davis I don't like is having right a fine season, but you're right. They're trying to get Darvin Ham fired. They're trying to force a bunch of trades, uh, and they're trying to do all of that because their team stinks. Mm. And they're also in Boston tonight, where LeBron James and Anthony Davis on primetime television won't play. You right. take that for whatever it's worth. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the the like official wording? Of oh yeah, them out being out. Yeah. So J- Jesse read like LeBron's bizarre wording of his injury. That and, was crazy. I ain't never seen nothing like that. And then he read um, Anthony Davis's bilateral something or something. And in this case, all bilateral means is I'm following LeBron. So whatever LeBron does, I'm doing. That's what the bilateral stands for in, in, in Anthony Davis's injury description. And didn't the 76ers just get fined? 75K. Yeah. And that was, that was Joe versus, that was the Sixers versus Denver, right? Yeah, I believe so. That was so. for the Denver game. Which, <laughs> didn't Jokic get banged up the game before uh, because I remember he got he got a, he, like he the, 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 something happened in that game I'm trying not to use the word hurt yeah something happened in that game and it was immediately well he's he's gonna skip the Denver game watch mm. and what did happen I, th- I think I remember that too Joe's, that. Joe's been getting roughed up this year did you see he's what Kendrick some... Perkins said no <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Perkins said the Sixers should shut him down for the year. And then Wilbon goes, you mean rest him for the regular season and bring him back in the playoffs? He said, no, the the rest of the season, period. And I read that. I didn't hear it. And I didn't hear his explanation. I'm assuming his explanation is like, look, you're committed to this guy for years. 
do you want to do you want to shorten that by having him just he's like clearly he's not right clearly his this his body is is messed up and if you there's a potential where if you force him to keep going out there you could shorten his career almost make it even worse i'm not saying i completely agree with perk but i i if that was the argument towards it I at least understand it. I wouldn't do it, but I don't think I you understand. sit him down for the year. But he might need a couple of weeks because it yeah. feels like Embiid's playing like a few games and then boom, he's out again. Yeah. Like he's just managing injuries all year. All the all the accolades are done, so you know, yeah. like there's no need to try and protect that. Now it's about keeping him as healthy as you possibly can. If I'm the 76ers, I shut Joel Embiid down for this season. Okay. Seriously. And, and, but but hear me out. You mean the rest of the regular Re- season? Yeah, the the rest of the year. Really? Because for the simple fact, w- this is gonna like this is gonna continue. <laughs> Bob Myers is flabbergasted. <laughs> Bob Myers is so confused by what Kendrick Perkins just said. You <laughs> to get worse. Like he's not gonna come back and be like pain free, right? We saw last year what happened in the postseason. For example, James Harden had to have that explosive. I believe what it was a game one in Boston. No Joel and B. Like. You want him to have, have an opportunity to heal up. And then you go into next season, you re-sign Tyrese Maxey, you search the market because you got so much cap space, and now you get a healthier Joel Embiid for the long haul. Because as, like, for Ramona to say it hurt, for he couldn't even jump before this injury that happened last night, like, that is a major concern. If I'm I don't hate what he said. Yeah, I, I, I don't it, hate what he like said. Like I said, at all. I don't know if I would have the Coco Jones to actually do that, but I under I understand the the sentiment. Hmm. I really do. You, you've got to be thinking about Joel Embiid if you're the Sixers. Think about Joel Embiid in a Sixers uniform for the next five years. If you keep pushing him out here in this particular season, where he just can't get right. You may not have them for the next five years. So can we make note that apparently that audio sounded like crap? So whatever what was that was going on before the insider started has messed with the whole broadcast. Can we just make note of that? Um, I don't know how to fix that or, or what could have happened that, that changed the audio on our system. But um, hmm. let's also make a mental note to not mess with audio before shows start. It was before the insiders or before our shows? Before the insiders. Oh. They're trying to get Kyle set up here in the studio, mm. um, but there were some issues at the beginning of the insiders, and I think that's they, they they obviously corrected them to get them back on the air, but they don't share audio the way that we do, so uh, we'll have to figure out what caused that because I have no idea. Um, hopefully, it didn't sound bad on the radio though. Nine one six nine zero nine. Call in, let us know. Thirteen twenty. If you want to get in here on the phone lines, we <laughs> Big Al, Big Al, if you're out there. We love you, buddy. What's up, Ross? Ross, what's going yeah, on, baby? Man, yeah, it is a shame about Embiid, man. I always want to see a player who hasn't made it to the the top make it. Like me personally, even a team like the Clippers, man. Let me let me see uh, Russ and uh, PG get a ring. That'd be great. Mm. Um, but just touching on that. But as far as the Kings, um, I would like to see a little move made, but. I wouldn't be heartbroken if it happened because in year two we're we're not on a bad path right now. 
I mean, like you said, 10th best record in the NBA and things aren't going smoothly. So that's not a bad thing, but uh, I would like to see a move for Kuzma, honestly. Um, looking at the, the, um, the roster we got, we got a lot of passive guys in our starting lineup and that's kind of what Mike Brown's working with. We kind of just got this motion offense. We chuck a lot of threes guy like Kuzma, who's a little bit selfish, you know, when you got somebody like Barnes and, you know, Herder who they're kind of a little bit shy and same with Sabonis and Fox has his moments where he's, uh, you know, it tends to be take a night off and Murray still probably got another year or two before the selfishness kicks in. So Get you a guy that can get you 20 a game. Appreciate you, Ross. Coach. Um, I have, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, go get Kuzma, go get, do, do, do all of that other stuff. Like that's, that's, that's fine. I have concerns about, I've had concerns, like, cause we've talked about, you know, even during, during the win streak, what type of moves does this team need to make? And, you know, if they stand pat, I've, been pretty consistent like I feel like the depth that this team once had is maybe it never was really there or it's just a little off right now uh maybe Malik is kind of the 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 head of the the uh he's the head of that 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 bench unit and when he's cooking everybody's cooking I'm not sure what it is Uh, but I feel like I've maintained like that 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 bench needs to get a little bit better Mm -hmm. but I have a lot of concerns about what you said to start this show if it really is as simple as making and missing a three, I just don't feel great about the teams. They can win games because they are, generally speaking, good at shooting the three. And I just feel like there are far too many games where you have multiple guys cold at the same time. And, you know, they talk about, I think Katie likes to use the line, the ball has energy. Right. And maybe sometimes the ball has bad energy. Keegan flipped that. Keegan was cooking. And I said to you, I don't think he took enough shots last night. If, 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 if he, he was, uh, 12, he was 12 of 18. He had 33 points. The whole starting lineup, like it's great. Harrison's aggressive. Like Harrison's clearly has a, uh, whatever was going on earlier in the season, those one for two games, like, like that's gone. He He's aggressive. I'd rather Harrison, and you've outlined this a number of times, I'd rather Harrison go four of, of 13 than just go like four of five, like in, in the Kings lose in both those situations. Like get, get active, right? Kevin Herter, the same thing. But at some point, those guys should have realized, hey, Keegan's got something going here. Or maybe Keegan should have realized. Yeah, that's who should have realized. Give me the ball. Yeah. I'm going fourth quarter Keegs here, or third quarter Keegs, I'm, or Keegs, I don't care, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it just boils down to whether, or you feel like it just boils down to whether they make or miss their threes, to me, that's concerning. To me, four-game win streak, five-game win streak, six, seven-game win streak, you need to get someone who can create something different. You can't have a bunch of guys who can all do the same thing. Because when that one thing is off, then what? You probably struggle to win. I'm not saying you're wrong with your assessment and how you feel. I just feel like that's what this team is. That's that's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you don't no. have a good point. Like it's just that's that's the group they have. They need that person that can swing that a little bit and get. And Keegan may end up being that. I don't know if Keegan is that 
today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. End up being that a year from now, something like that. Yep. But that's just kind of who they are. Will Z, I saw you in the stat in in the chat. If you're still there, do me a favor. Can you give me the the records for 15 made threes for the Kings and 15 or fewer threes and what the record looks like? And if I, I haven't seen it, but I'm thinking when they don't hit the threes, they're probably well under 500. And when they do, it's probably so, like 15 and four or something. For context, the number last night was 12. 12, the, the 12 made, threes. Yeah, yeah the, the made number. I'm used to, I think I, I last year I said 12. I think I eventually upped it to like 15. Uh, and that's where I look at it right now. If they can get to 15, made Memphis threes. was 11. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, a bit surprising. Dallas was 11. Mm. They scored 120 in that one. Um, Golden State was not 11. <laughs> they what they, a 17 or something? They hit uh, against the, the against Warriors. the no, it was 22. Wow, jeez. Yeah, it was 22 of 48. Harrison hit seven by himself. Harrison six nine out of North Carolina. I'll look at one more. I'll look at the Hawks win. We'll just go through the interesting Hawks. They didn't hit a lot that game, I don't think, because. Uh, Harrison was the only one who really played well. 12 of 38. Yeah. 12 of 38. So that's just like a, a small little sample size. I'll be anxious. <laughs> and then the loss to the Pacers, they had 15. That's bizarre. <laughs> I that's don't just, know. Uh, but like I said, what what you're saying is not wrong, and they may not be built to win a series in the playoffs. Uh, I, 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 just, I just look at this group and – I think that's their path to victory because number one, like you've got you got Fox and Monk who create shots outside of three pointers. Then you look at Keegan, who really isn't aggressive, you know what I mean? But he's super skilled. You know what I mean? So and he's trying to figure it all out. So he's kind of hit or miss. Sometimes he'll get in there and do some other stuff. Sometimes he's just a catch and shoot three point shooter. So he's a tweener. Harrison until a week and a half ago, was not aggressive at all. Kevin Herter, he'll kind of get in the he's mid-range and do some stuff, but he's yeah. more of a three-point shooter. And then you got Trey Lyles, mm-hmm. even one of your two best players. He's not even – took 11 shots the other night. He's not even really a shooter mm-hmm. like that. So when you need when – the, when the threes aren't falling and Fox is having a bad game and Monk is having a bad game, where are you going to go? To get easy shots, I don't know. Uh, they don't. That's have, my concern. They don't I, have that guy yet. I don't know. So that's where I say you got to hit your three. Maybe Domas needs to be more aggressive. I, I think he should be. I think I'm. I'm still shoulder, old. shoulder, shoulder. Someone <laughs> and get to the basket. I'm still. I'm still old school, and I don't know why that you just can't do this in in basketball anymore, in NBA basketball anymore. You don't even need like a super play. Tell Domas to get on the block, whatever block he prefers. Throw it to him on the block and let him go to work. Mm. Nobody does that anymore. They'll tell me you can't do that in, in the NBA anymore. I don't know why. Mm. But when they couldn't hit a shot or you know things weren't going well uh, from beyond the arc or whatever the case may be, I would have said, hey, hey, five down, five down. Get it to get it to ten, ten down, whatever you want to call it. Get it to ten. Let him let him. You know, try and get two on the block. But he don't call for that, and they don't call that play. 
Uh, something, something, something gaming is asking, do you think De'Aaron <laughs> should still be an all-star with a game Shaka like Zulu. this? Shaka Zulu Galaxy. Does that Galaxy. say Shaka Zulu? Yeah, it does. Shaka Zulu Galaxy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, Happy Black History Month. <laughs> Shaka Zulu Gaming. Shaka Zulu Galaxy Gaming. What? Where is this Galaxy at, sir? <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> Send me the invite. Check, check this place out. Um, uh, Shaka Zulu. Um <laughs> You don't make or miss the All Star game on one game. Yeah, no, no, no. He's he's, and he's had a couple stinkers, no doubt. Mm-hmm. He's also had a couple monsters. Like it's the totality of his first part of the season, mm-hmm. and that's where like it feels like Domas has had a more consistent first part of the season. But I I I'm leaning towards your line of thinking that they, I think they feel like they're gonna have to put a Sacramento King in it. Because hopefully they realize it would be absolutely insane if no one represented Sacramento in the All-Star game, given where they're at. Right. And I think when you think about Sacramento, you think about De'Aaron Fox and you don't think about DeMontis Sabonis. Yeah. As short-sighted as that is, I don't think you do. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think he definitely – I'm pretty confident he gets in. And, I mean, it's – to be honest with you, a game like yesterday don't even matter because the folks were already in. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, Yeah. I think he's Domas could have scored 100 yesterday and it wouldn't have mattered for him. <laughs> it really would. Domas would be the first player this year to score 70 and it probably wouldn't have been covered <laughs> on SportsCenter. Uh, here on SVP, oh. Dame Lillard returns well, to Portland. No, I take that back. SVP would have showed him some love. I think Scott Van Pelt would have shown like him some Scott love. I like Scott Van Pelt. No one else would have. No. It wouldn't have been on the I'm, morning sport. It certainly wouldn't have. Get up! <laughs> Anthony Davis and LeBron James, are they protesting the game in Boston? <laughs> and then that would be it. It'd be an hour of that. Yeah. Oh, let's get to his and Brock. Then the Cowboys. And then does Brock Purdy suck? <laughs> Can Brock Purdy lead the Dallas Cowboys to their first Super Bowl since 1994? <laughs> or three or six or whatever. I'll tell you why Brock Purdy winning the Super Bowl would be a bad sign for DeMontis Sabonis. Oh, they wouldn't even say Domas's name. I think you're off there. They wouldn't even say Domas's name. Uh, Buddha, hang on. We're going to get to Buddha. Uh, we're going to get to the rest of these calls. 916-909-1320. We got all those coming up. We want to hear from you. It's Dylan McKay brought to you by Sky River Casino and Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're looking at Kendrick Perkins' uh, All-Stars for the... Look at punk-ass Brian Winhurst. <laughs> he got that, Domas in there. That's what so, happened, though. He took, he took AD and... Steph out and Good. was able to get Paul George and Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns in there. Yeah, Perks All Star looks fine. Yeah, Wemby's like looks you stupid. can you can absolutely make the the argument. AD and Steph don't need to be in the All Star game. Like they shouldn't make Brian it an All Star game over those other. So two. here's a a stat from Jill Adge Z. I don't know who created this stat. <laughs> Jill Cine. Jill Adge Z. If that's that's just the new thing. Like if you have a stat, you get a Z at the end of your name. <laughs> uh, if Fox misses the All Star game, he'll be the first player in NBA history to average twenty seven plus points, five plus assists, and miss the game when he's not injured mm. or on a team that's above five hundred. Mm. Mm. That's I'm, incredible. I'm I'm willing to go. That that is incredible. I feel like I'm willing to go out on a ledge here and maybe Jill Adge Z or Will Z can tell me if I'm Not right related. or wrong. I think Domas Sabon is the first player in NBA history to average 19 slash 20, 13, and 8 and not make the NBA All-Star team. I can't imagine that's ever happened before. I want to be fair. I don't know them off the top of my head. I'm sure we looked them up. I'm sure we looked them up very, very recently. Anthony Davis's numbers on the season. 24.9, 12.1 rebounds, and 3.7 assists. He's shooting 55% from the field, 31% from three, and 80% from the foul line. Domas is 20. 13, 8, he's 61% from the field, 45% from three, and 68% from the free throw line. If the conversation is legitimately DeMontis Sabonis and Anthony Davis, it's DeMontis Sabonis. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's, that's just what it is right now. I'm not even here to have a discussion or have an argument about who's a better player or who's more talented, all this other stuff. You can save that for another day. The All-Star game is supposed to be about who's having the better season overall, individually, and team success. And if it comes down to those two, he should make it over Anthony Davis. Domas ain't even protested. <laughs> he ain't never protested Sacramento. What is it, bilateral Achilles soreness? Bilateral Achilles tendinopathy. Okay. Which, if you look that up on WebMD, it's just, I'm doing what Bron told me. <laughs> Look it up. That's what it says. Go to WebMD.com, uh, search whatever Jesse just said, and it just says, do whatever Bron tells you. Yeah, he, he whacked for that. Anthony Davis's season is fine. It's, it's a really it's not good better, season. It's yeah. not better than DeMontis Sabonis's. Really now I'm getting season. hot. Now I'm going to be pissed off. Now I don't think he's going to make it either. Now when AD is inevitably unavailable to play. Oh, look at that. that hey, let's get into the stuff the nerds like. Even though this is what coaches do, let's get into the stuff nerds like. Mm-hmm. Stuff like wind shares. Guess who's higher? 
That's Domas. I'm sure. Domas is higher. Those guys are two games under 500 or a game. I don't know. I think they're two now, aren't they? Did they play? Oh, they didn't. They didn't play last night, no, did they? They're going to lose game tonight. Under 500. Yeah, well, they, well, they well they already quit. Yeah. So I can say they're two games under 500. That's fine. Yeah, you're going to name Anthony Davis an All Star at night. He ain't even going to play. Also, what are we at? Twenty nine. Twenty nine straight double doubles. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty nine straight double doubles. Thirteen triple doubles on the season. Okay. Oh, you know how many turnovers he had last night? One. 13 assists. One turnover. What Bonte say? Of course he's got double-digit assists. He touched the ball on every possession. Yeah. And the man don't turn the ball over. Nah, he really, when Tyrese do that, y'all go, oh, they go, crazy. Y'all go nuts. They go crazy. When a guard does it, y'all go nuts. Mm-hmm. Domas is the center. Domas does it. Nah, Domas was doing times last night, too. It's whatever. It wasn't just like pass, yeah. like Draymond assists. It wasn't just that. He was throwing dimes. He got 13 assists on a team that couldn't make shots last night. And, Dray- and Draymond assists. You want to talk about empty Man. calories and, and empty stats. Steph be coming off three screens. Draymond at the top of the key makes a, a chest pass to Steph for the open three. He get the assist. He ain't create nothing. You get them. Those are empty. Those are empty assists. Now, he makes some good passes from time to time, but the majority of them are just dribble handoffs to Steph or just passing it to a wide-open Steph Curry. Didn't create anything. Do the Kings have to win a playoff series in order for people to kind of just wake up about these guys? Meaning Fox and Sabonis, really? No, Sabonis has to go nuts in a playoff series for people to... Like, Sabonis probably has to average, like, 25 points for them to care. Because that's, that's what... The, that, I, I feel like whether you're a coach... And like coaches will tell you otherwise, like they may get together and go, "Hey, let's get one, let's get Rudy Gobert in here. Got to take a stand, guys. Let's show everyone we still value defense. Let's get Jaron Jackson in here." Ugh. But I think all these hoes pay attention to the same thing, and it's points. Mm. Whether you're a media person or a coach or a player, mm-hmm. granted, none of those people, except media, to a certain degree. Well, I don't think most of those entities even take this seriously. Mm. Let's fill out the ballot and keep it moving. It's a damn shame, man. Let's see what Buddha got to say real quick, though. 916-909-1320. What's up, Buddha? What's up, family? How you guys doing, man? We good, big dog. How you doing today, man? man I'm doing amazing, man. I'll be doing even better if they get in the NBA uh all-star games for real because they deserve it for real because the bonus he's a dog fox is a dog like they having crazy seasons like going underappreciated and i feel like for real, for real i think the bonus might get in over fox but mm. oh they both get in because they both deserve it to be honest because they got assist in the west right now i don't know if we dropped after the loss but the boys definitely deserve it for real but after watching the game last night I feel like we need one more piece, man. I mean, I've been feeling it all season, but I've seen when the three's not falling, we need easier shots and, like, layups and assists. And for real, Kyle Kuzma, he got it, man. He like a playmaker, like, underestimated playmaker for real, because he's going to make everybody better. I think that he's a missing piece for us. 
and it might take two picks because it's a competition out there like the Mavs. They want to upgrade, so yeah. I don't think we should underboil the offer, and we should really just go ahead and go all in with it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm definitely for really exploring that that trade that deal, seeing what you can do. As Buddha was talking, he was spot on, you know, missing that one guy or whatever the case may be. I do also want to acknowledge um, that Malik hasn't been playing well. And he hasn't. when the threes aren't falling, there are times when Malik is able to get to the basket, work yeah. that pick and roll with Domas uh, to perfection, and get you easy buckets that way traditionally uh, this year. So him not being on also plays into – um, their their live or die approach with the three point shot, in my opinion, isn't that kind of like why you need to trade for like someone like Kuzma now or Jeremy Grant or something like that? Like, like you can't depend on these guys. Well, I think Malik has been pretty dependable. This by far is his worst stretch of the season. Like in the last six games, going back to the Indiana game, he scored nine, thirteen, four, nine three, and six. There is no stretch in the first 40 games of the season even remotely close to that. In fact, he doesn't go two games in a row without scoring in double digits. He doesn't, and and, and five times in six games, I don't even think about it. It's not even close. He might have, actually, if you give me a sec, one, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Prior to the Indiana game, he had only scored in single digits nine times in the first 40 games. He's done it five times in the last six. Yeah, this is just a, a atypical stretch for Malik Monk. Yeah, I, I would I wouldn't put him in the same category that I'd said yesterday maybe about Harrison Barnes where I can't trust him. I don't know what I'm going to get. If, if, if I'm really confused um, as to his recent play. Like the, the Harrison situation was confusing on another level, but Malik is more like, man, I, this kind of comes out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. I don't see him disappearing the way he has as of late. Um, and I just – I just tied into, you know, it's just a rough stretch. Yeah, Malik kind of for me though, he played that role like where the shots weren't falling the first round last year, and it's like he did well, but like they didn't get him a win or anything like that. In the series like you need you need more. Right? You just simple as put, they need more. It's just a matter of how urgent Monty McNair is being about it. I think that's right. I mean, I, we, I think we all agree they need more. We all agree that, mm-hmm. like you said, it's about how urgent he wants to be, and well, what, what's yeah, out I think, there? Yeah, I th- it's what is more. Like who? Like what? Are we? We're talking Kyle Kuzma, Jeremy Grant more, or we're talking an upgrade to that second unit? More? See, and that's where I don't know. That's where Monty's got to kind of do his job here, because like Kuzma and Grant, we talk about those names because the only names we hear being reported right. and stuff like that. But it's up for Monty McNair to find what else is out there. For sure, for sure. Uh, I want to p- put this on the screen. Will also text us. Uh, Will Z says I looked up who hasn't made an All Star game with at least nineteen points, thirteen rebounds, and eight assists. And Wilt Chamberlain is the only other player who's done it. <laughs> so there's no sample size for this. 
That's because crazy. only one other guy has done it. That's crazy. So so Jokic is probably like 11 rebounds. It's probably like just that. less rebounds. Yeah. That's crazy. That's absolutely <laughs> insane. And we're debating whether this man deserves to be an all-star. And, and, and we're, we're probably – well, I am. I can't speak for everybody else. I'm pretty much – conceding the fact he's not going to make the all-star team if he doesn't make it is it the greatest snub of all time like he just put up like he's got wilt numbers he wilt literally the only has guy who's done this these dudes wet themselves when they compare uh, Nikola Jokic to to, to wilt chamberlain <laughs> or joel Embiid to wilt chamberlain i ain't heard nobody you telling me will z's the only person who's ever mentioned this before <laughs> not a single person in sports media has ever noticed that Domas has numbers that only Will Chamberlain has ever had. They do, but like that doesn't get the people going, so you don't talk about it. Mm. You telling me Greeny said that? You monitor and get up. I'm, I'm just saying, dude. Like you these low people key know. get up fan. No, I know. I don't watch ESPN's garbage besides D'Lo and KC, which is not. It's the best thing ESPN has going. <laughs> hey, but they they know all ESPN. this stuff. <laughs> what is what the guys say? Tell your compadre, your, your colleagues, Stephen, your colleagues. <laughs> I told you, man. These hoes just value points. the the player the 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 players of the month were just named is Devin Booker. Devin Booker's thirty points, four rebounds, and six assists. Worthy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fine it's a fine month. Mm. These hoes just value points. Mm. That's all we're talking about. Well, like I said, until until it's until it's convenient for their argument. Donovan's on the other side. They'll, by the way. they'll tell you, you know, how great Draymond is, and he is triple single. He's a triple single. But Will, but that's when that's when the intangibles matter. Willsey's message really says Will's the only other player who's done it. He's not gonna make the all star team. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. That that man's name better be called at four oh nine or whatever. Yeah. Domontis Sabonis makes the all star game or we riot. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. I was gonna um, getting ridiculous. We we have we have one media member that said he should be in there, which is Kendrick Perkins. Mm-hmm. He rides with us. That's our guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I meant to ask you after we saw that, did we ever hear back from the other media member? We never heard back from him. <laughs> no. <laughs> I never. I I, I was. It, it, it was blue. Like the the text went through blue. Yeah. So I. I don't know. Again, it's been like. 12 years since we last exchanged a text message. Uh, Let's see. Who were the other nominees for Western Conference Player of the Month, you ask? I shall tell you. Luka Doncic, Shea Gildress-Alexander, Jesus Christ, Sharon Jackson Jr. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Nikola Jokic. Kawhi Leonard, Laurie Markkinen, and last on the list, DeMontis Sabonis. Well, at least he was on the list. I, th- I was prepared for you to say he wasn't even on. Now, that probably means Jason Anderson cast his vote. <laughs> That's, That's yeah, unbelievable. I, I'm just, I'm just, I just don't know. I, I don't know. Unbelievable, man. I do not know. I'm telling you, it's points. Luca, Shea. I mean, Shea playing well. Jaron Jackson Jr. on the Memphis Grizzlies. Are you kidding me? You don't get accolades when you're on the Memphis Grizzlies right now. Donovan Mitchell won it on the Eastern Conference. Cleveland's balling right now. Yo, that that's a joke. That's a joke. What's his record? That's a joke. 
They played well this these, month. These dudes but they, is goofy. They're, not, they're, they're in the play. like a game worse than the Lakers, same as the Lakers. These yeah. dudes is goofy, man. Mm-hmm. Rookies of the month were Victor Wembanyama and Brandon Miller. Shout out Brandon Miller. Yeah, Playing man. Well. Uh, I like Brandon Miller. And I don't care, like when when you're handing out rookies, don't need to be equated to, equated to winning. That, that that doesn't matter. Yeah, Give that to uh, whoever you want. Victor's to. going crazy. Well, he went crazy in January. Wasn't he like twenty four and nine or something like that? Yeah, Victor stay stay going crazy. Yeah, that's the guy. I wouldn't be shocked if they threw him into the All Star. I hate this league. Absolutely hate him. Who Vic? Yeah, that's like you can't do that. I'm telling you, you can't put Victor. Why not? All Star game. It's, it's, why not? It's the NBA. Because you're going one who's up. actually deserving out. Not, look, he can been doing that forever. Look, he's though. gonna look. He's 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 gonna be at the the forefront of All Star Weekend. He's been on. He's had. I think it's, it's San Antonio was the unofficial league pass team. They're on every damn night. That's what I'm saying. If you, you want to see Victor Wembanyama, you've already seen him. I, I'll say this. Um, I I agree. I don't I don't think you should put him in star game. But I could digest that better than Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, they didn't put Rudy Gobert in there. That would be... <laughs> that would be ridiculous, just to say the least. Let's get Jamel in here, 916-909-1320. What's up, Jay? What's up, what's up, fellas, man? What's going I'm on just, with I'm you, I'm disappointed, man. I, I called y'all a couple of days ago, said we was about to go to 8-10 run, and now I just, you know, I feel like my... uh observations of this team is just elementary sometimes, man. I can't understand it, man. It seems like, every, it seems like everybody always, you know what, the, when uh, I think it was with Charlotte, they ended their losing streak. These guys going on a seven-game loser ended with us. Homeboy Richardson looks like he's an all-star when he's playing us. I just, I feel like we're the NBA's punching bag, man. Like, they look at us like, oh, man, we play the Kings today, man. Oh, yeah, we about to get back on this. This is, this is the game. We're getting out on track, guys. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, there's and, and 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 I feel you, Jamel. No, no excuse for the for the Charlotte one. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Miami and Charlotte aren't the same. No. Um, that game was winnable for Sacramento. It felt like go Kenny Caraway here. You just hit a couple more shots. It's a completely different game. The shots were there. It's just they didn't. It, they never got into. I, I take that back. They had one stretch where they had a really nice offensive rhythm going. Mm. And it's just one of those really, really unfortunate moments where halftime came at the wrong time. And I'm a big believer in, you know, if you got the right team, you got the right coach, you got the right makeup of individuals, halftime could be a really big deal. We talked about this on Monday. The 49ers headed into the half. I was really confident in getting that stop, holding them to three, holding Detroit to three Mm. versus seven. I thought there's a there's a it's it's four points. It's a three score game, but man, psychologically it's different. And they responded, and obviously they 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 responded all throughout the the second half. With with, with Sacramento, it was just tough because they had no offensive groove for the second straight game. By the way, struggled to get into an offensive rhythm in the first quarter. Was able to establish it, and it's like, all right, guys, take fifteen minutes here. It's like ah. It's the worst time for that. Yeah. The worst time for that. And then I don't feel like in the second half they ever found that that same rhythm they had. I don't feel like they ever found it again. I, I understand everybody's frustrations with, with losing and all that. I, I get it. I get it. I was like, you know, they lost. And I was 
like, man, they took the L tonight. I'm not happy about that. But, hey, it's going to happen. They're going to lose a few more games this year. The one thing that I looked at is, and I'm not giving them points for this. I'm just making an observation. The game could have got out of hand. And one of the things we've been asking for all year is for them not to let a 12-point lead yeah. go to 25. Yep. Well, they didn't let that happen today. Mm-hmm. They buckled down. They got back into this game, gave themselves an opportunity to win it in a place that apparently they just – they're going to win once every decade, it feels like. Well, that's pretty damn close. They've <laughs> won they, – they've lost – what's what's the number those guys said? That 31 out of the 36 times? That's crazy. That is crazy. The way you make this game not matter too is just win the next two or something. You win six out of your last seven. So that's and that and that leads to something I was saying to Jesse before the show that I don't think I said to you is one thing that this game does at least to me is it makes securing the back five and thirty one. That is just incredible to see like that on the screen. That is just amazing. Um, I feel like Friday's game, tomorrow's game which you can watch with us at 32 Bruce that's Street, right, that's Sky right. River Casino. It got a little bit bigger. Why do you think that? Here, they lost four. Mm-hmm. They won four. In a in a grand in the in in the grand scheme, losing to Miami probably not that big of a deal. It's really no big deal if you win tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's the flow of the season. Right, you're probably not going to go on multiple seven, eight, nine, ten game winning streaks. When you lose four and you wipe that out right away by winning four, all right. Then you lose to Miami. Okay, now settle into the season. Now, now settle in here. You've been playing. This is the argument. Been playing good ball for the better part of the last ten games or so. Even last night, like even the last two games where they haven't played good. Memphis isn't very good. You did enough to beat them. That's all that matters. You just couldn't do enough to beat Miami. All right, fine. You didn't get blown out, though. You just didn't do enough to get over that hump and beat Miami. Mm -hmm. Fine. Now you lost to Indiana earlier this year. Tyrese didn't play. Siakam wasn't even there yet. Mm -hmm. You're going against this new version of the Pacers. They haven't really found their footing together. And you win. It knocks it, yo, it's the flow of the season. It's whatever. You lost to you lost to Miami. Keep it moving. You went back and beat Indiana. First night of a back to back, by the way. Then you got Chicago the next night. It's whatever. But if you lose, then it becomes okay. Wait a minute. You lost four. You won four. Then you lost two. Now you're headed into the second night of a back to back, and this whole fan base is going to be tense heading to a game against Chicago. I feel like tomorrow's game has gained a little, little, a little, a little, 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 little more juice to it. Uh, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I think I look at the whole thing is, and, and for me, the the stretch that I would be looking at is you're going on a seven game road trip. What do you want to do? What do you consider a, a success with this road trip? I said at the beginning, four and three. If you lose tomorrow still have the ability to to finish that out. I and I understand the things that you're saying. I at the end of the, the seven games, I don't really care how we got there. They could lose three straight and then beat Cleveland. And you end up being four and three on a seven game road trip. That was the goal coming in. And that's 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 where my my focus is. 
So I'm still keeping keeping an eye on the road trip, the road trip, the road trip. I want to come out of this road trip four and three. And however you get there, this is how you get there for me. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying though about you know the the actual games like you won four now you lost two now you got to try and bounce back from that I get it yeah um, and I'm not even talking about from an elevated standpoint like I'm talking about in the moment mm-hmm. tomorrow's game feels bigger to me because they lost this one now you're right when we return on Monday it might not be or probably better off Tuesday when we return on Tuesday it might not be when they return to the Golden One Center on Wednesday. Yeah, it might not be as big of a game. But right now, I feel like tomorrow's a bigger game than it was prior to the buzzer going off last night. Mm. This is how I feel. Um, because it'll just be more of a feel of inconsistency. Well, it kind of just discredits the four-game winning streak, right? No, it's like, not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. I don't no, think it discredits it yet. Well, not not maybe discredited, but it's kind of like you won four, but it's like you're just never consistent. I can't buy into you winning no, four because it's like you're going to just lose your next three or something. So I, I agree with that. It feeds into the inconsistency thing. Like I'm not going to say, oh, this team's back. They won four in a row just for them to go and turn around and lose two or three. Well, see, that, and that's the thing. Two, I don't think, is two is like, oh, come on, man. Then it just heightens the second night of a back-to-back, the Chicago game. It's like, all right, you get that? Smooth things out again, and you close things out, and which is going to be a really difficult game against Cleveland on Monday. And you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but that last game of a road trip. Oh, man. And I don't know if you guys know this about that Detroit game. (laughs) The first game back from a long road trip, it's kind of like a road game. We're like at 20 scheduled losses already. King's got a tough stretch coming up here. We're here to cover it all. Steelham and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino, where we will be tomorrow. Come through, hang out with us. Uh, we're doing the live show beginning at 12 o'clock inside 32 Bruce Street. Then we're going to hang out. Tip is uh, just after 4.30. We'll watch the game together, the Kings and the Pacers. We would love to see you uh, at Sky River Casino. Again, 32 Bruce Street inside Sky River Casino. We'll talk a lot about that throughout the day. Matt George, final hour of the show. Much more ahead is Steelham and KC. Continue on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Yeah. I saw saw an interesting question over on Instagram from our people over at uh, HOF. Mm -hmm. They asked the question, what is the more um, iconic structure, the landmark structure of Sacramento, the Capitol Building or the Tower Bridge? Hmm. I feel like for outsiders, it's the Capitol building. I feel yeah. like for us, it's the Tower Bridge. That's interesting. I commented and said the beam, but between those two, I think it's the Tower Well, that didn't answer the question. I said between those two, I think it's the beam, uh, the Tower Bridge. Yeah, I, th- I think so. But I feel like like a, you know, games, well, I guess they usually shoot both, plus they're in close proximity to each other, mm-hmm. so it's pretty easy to do both. What was, was there a consensus? Tower Bridge. Yeah, okay. Now, obviously, that's probably a lot of locals. I feel Almost like locally, locals who, I don't feel, I feel like locally no one cares that the Capitol building is there. Yeah. It's, everybody got one. You know, 50, <laughs> there's 50 of those. Like, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tower Bridge. Yeah, that's dope. That's, that's like. The, uh, the, the Capitol, um, like the park, Bass, mm-hmm. I think we could do a little better with that. That could be like really, really nice as far as like city and 
keeping really? it up and stuff like that. Like it could look really nice. There's times, especially in the summer, when it's yellow, the grass is dead. Oh, I, 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 I gotta save. Yeah, I. I, I, I mean, I well, get some turf then. Repaint it. <laughs> get some turf, like really, really nice. Uh, all the the year round, but when it's just dead looking. Yeah, they get that Jesse's turf in there. Probably right. They probably Let's get that field turf in there. Well, that's probably not the best idea to go. Hey, we're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on turf here. Tell me, just spray paint. I, think, I feel like that's what people do now. They spray paint their lawns. I've been there. If, I, I don't spend a ton of time. I, I mean, the times I've been there, it's gorgeous. But sure, I can see they had the weather uh, situation causing the grass to look. I was watching a, um, a YouTube video. On you know I'm like obsessed with start stadiums and arenas, and I saw a YouTube video on RFK Stadium, Ooh. and I didn't know that was like down the street from the Capitol. Like literally, like how the Tower Bridge is in a line to the Capitol here. It's not that close, obviously, but like that that street, it's just one street from the Capitol to RFK Stadium. I think RFK Stadium is over like a little overpass or a bridge or something like that, but it's it's right down there. I thought that was pretty dope. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. It's either the Capitol or Washington Monument, one of the two. But they they kept showing the aerials, and I was like, damn, for real. That maybe it's the Lincoln Monument. I don't think so. Well, the the, I, the Lincoln Monument and um the Capitol are. Within, like, if you're if you're shooting something, it's mm-hmm. right over. Like, it's, I I've never, I've never seen RFK Stadium before, which is like it leads me to I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I think they just put it down. I don't even know if they did they put it down yet. So looking, so I think you're you're I think you're being extremely generous. So well, it's probably like a mile and a half, but it's it's on the same street, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> so I there's Lincoln. Is this was this has yeah, to be so, Washington? So look at this. this has to. Sorry, this I'm. Okay. I never knew that before. I watched that was a pretty cool aerial. I I I'm curious how far away that is. Because I literally don't think I've ever in all my I don't think I've ever been I never thought I was anywhere near RFK Stadium. Like I said, there's like a RFK Stadium. There's a body of water on a road that's uh let's go Washington. This is what makes this show beautiful. <laughs> RFK name. Stadium hasn't hosted a game in twenty years. <laughs> yeah. I don't even okay. know if it's still standing. <laughs> Okay, so this this checks out. It's five miles apart, okay. and it is. It's a your 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 point is. It's a it is a straight shot. It's a it's a it's a it's a straight line down. Um, but yeah, it, well, it's I'll, I take that back. It's not five miles from the Capitol. It's five miles from uh, the Washington Monument. Mm. The Which Capitol is in a line like with a little, the Capitol, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. uh the, the Washington. So like, there's there's always the famous shots where you could see the Washington monument from outside the, I think you could see it from outside the oval office, but I think like the president's bedroom mm. has like a bal- like balcony. You could see it out. It's a straight look. There's nothing around. Cause obviously no one can get over there. Yeah. 
it's a straight shot at the Washington Monument. I should have known that after watching Designated Survivor. Or Scandal. <laughs> or Scandal. There's that too. I saw some. I saw something else last night that was uh, find you someone else who will break down the <laughs> the distance of the RFK, RFK Stadium from and, the Capitol. Yeah, because that is very valuable to the Tower Bridge. And uh, I Capitol. saw something else that was interesting last night. Did you know mm. that the day President Reagan was uh, had his inauguration was the same day as the Super Bowl, and he flipped the coin at the Super Bowl between um, the 49ers and the Dolphins via Zoom, <laughs> even though there wasn't Zoom then, but via, via satellite. So on the, he's in this office. They said there was like a crazy winter storm, snowstorm going on. So he, got, he did his inauguration like in a room, like in the studio. Uh-huh. He did his inauguration, and then he got on camera in his other room, flipped the coin, heads or tails, and they played it in Stanford Stadium on a makeshift video board. Fascinating. I did not. I I did not know that. Last night either. I did not know that. That's incredible. It's tails. Is there a chance that it was pre-recorded? Maybe. I don't think so, though. I don't think so. It could. I mean, it definitely. Like, hold on, guys. We can't start the game yet. We can't get the president's satellite feed up to flip the damn coin. (laughs) That's interesting. That's that's a, that's a good little. Did you know? I didn't know that. I was one. surprised. It was the inauguration was on that day. Well, the Super Bowl used to be a lot earlier, January twentieth. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, it was the inauguration, and it was on a Sunday. Do they have yeah. to have the inauguration on the twentieth? The well, isn't it now the twenty first? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Can you imagine the president having to move over for the NFL? <laughs> This is a just a terrible. <laughs> this is just terrible. When is inauguration day? Well, so it's the it's 20th the third or twenty first if January. Yeah, it's the twentieth or twenty first if if the twentieth falls on a Sunday. Where were you at for Obama's? Were you in out there? The I first one. the for the inauguration. I was. Where was I? I I was. Where was I? My mom. That was 2008. I remember. I remember election night. I remember election night very well. I think we were in. I think we were in Knoxville because that's January. I think we were at Pat's house. I think we were in Knoxville because her dad was at the inauguration Mm. and a bunch of her people were at the inauguration. Yeah, Cheryl and El Grove went out there. I I kind of. I I wanted to go, but I didn't like press it to go, and I I kicked myself. I probably should have just found a way. I heard it was freezing cold out there. It was. It's ter- like January in yeah. D.C. is terrible. But they was out there. Like no. terrible, terrible. And also, you have to have a ticket. Like it's not like there's a. I take that back. Well, there's certain yeah. areas yeah, you where you have to have line, a ticket. Yeah. If you don't have a ticket, I don't want to go. Yeah. What am I gonna do? I could. Li- You're I could down there by RFK Stadium. I could. I could right. I could listen to it at home. <laughs> what to do with two million people out there? Like, hell no. That was a moment. Though. I, 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 right, I bro. Saw. When that man got out the car for the walk, I was scared Ooh. to death. I was scared Oof. to I was scared to death that night in Chicago Man. until that camera yeah. until that camera hit it right and I, I was like oh there's just there's there's glass there's yeah. there's that there's that 
bulletproof glass up all over that stage. Which you you and that's hey salute that's amazing you couldn't see it right until the the camera shot it the right way it was like oh okay and but man when that man got out to walk I was scared to death yeah man yeah scared to death they told him not to he said I got to do it I was like nah ain't no way I'm not doing that mm. well happy Black History Month. happy Black History Month February first this day of Black History every day well, it didn't, for the rest of it the didn't happen on February first. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's not a this day. It's just a lesson for the day. What was the blackish line? And that's another black person you should care about. <laughs> shout out to the Tower Bridge. Shout out to the Capitol. Shout out to RFK. Shout Stadium. out to RFK. Shout out to President Obama. Well, shout out to Ronald Reagan too, because well, he was. That's where I draw the line. Well, is you, that today's you, podcast you, title? You, maybe you brought him up. <laughs> Kenny Caraway. That's where I've had it. Kenny Caraway for Ronald Reagan. No, no, no. Reagan Caraway. Do not put that on his shirt. Hell no. Kenny Caraway going to tell us about trickle down economics here. He really did say, hey, I have a fun fact about Ronald Reagan, guys. No, I said I had a fun fact about this just in general. It was more towards the Super Bowl. I don't know. I heard you'll never believe this Ronald Reagan fun fact, fellas. Wait till, wait till. Wait till Kenny Caraway for Ronald Reagan ends up <laughs> oh, on a shirt, man. boy. Man, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you some some stories off air, boy. I tell you, they talk about, yeah, they tell, they talk about that president. I was like, come on, man. Our man Edison went to D.C. He said the whole family oh, he went, went to uh, the he inauguration. Went to the inauguration, yeah. That was yeah, a I, moment, man. I really do wish I, I remember watching. I don't remember where I was at at home watching it, but uh, it, you know, I had FOMO once, probably like on that. When my mom got out there, she got out there like Friday or Saturday and was mm-hmm. telling me like so many people were out there, so many black people, mm-hmm. all the little events she was going to. I was like, damn, I should have tried to get out there. Damn. That was a, that was a, that was a once in a lifetime moment. It definitely was. I, <laughs> I have no, I have no doubt. Well, that was a once in well, a lifetime even, moment. But, well, even if it does happen again, that was the first. Like I, we could have I 20 more. I think you more. were right the first time. I think you were right the first time. I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny just woke up from an eight-year nap, apparently. Well, they well, – <laughs> I didn't say the politics. <laughs> I was going to say they they struggling right now. They're struggling. And the party is struggling. <laughs> this Ronald Reagan commercial is approved by no, Kenny no, no. Don't do that to me. Don't do that Casey to me. KC going to go home and watch that win one for the Gipper movie that he starred in. Hell I had no idea. Hell no. Well, we've hit the stage of the show where people are now calling with fun facts regarding RFK Stadium. So let's get to was Jeff. Was it Ramsey? Oh, I thought it was Ramsey. Jeff, what's up, man? Hey, is this y'all? Yes, yeah, us. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man. All right. I, I got some fun facts about RFK Stadium. Okay. And, uh, if you're ready for this, uh, one of these days I'll call in. We can talk hoops and all that. But uh, This is funnier. So, yeah, oh, it's it's pretty good. Uh, and uh, I'm old, so this I grew up back east in the south, and so this would have been 1972. I was 13 years old, and we lived in Northern Virginia. So I'm 13 with my 15-year-old sister, and we get dropped off at RFK Stadium on July 4th to see the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and so we're in RFK July 4th, 72. 
and we're 20 yards center stage right down there. <laughs> a lot was going on. The opening act on that tour was a dude named Stevie Wonder. Oh, wow. wow. That's crazy. It, it changed my life. I'm just telling you. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's kind of fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of. Also, Stevie opening for the Rolling Stones, huh? <laughs> I guess music was different back then. We were in Chocolate City, too. Well, well. We were in Chocolate City. I don't know who stayed for the Rolling Stones. If that was what they were trying to do. If that was the plan. But, hey, man, we got to get. Yeah, get some of the residents in here. I don't know if they stayed for for the Rolling Stones, but uh, that's a that's a big that's a big area. You remember Maryland, Virginia? Mm-hmm. It's all DMV. It's all close by. Shout out to the DMV, man. No doubt. All people out there, Charlotte, Baltimore, coming out to Cali. You know what it is. Well, if you have fun facts that you'd like to share regarding <laughs> RFK Stadium or FedEx Field or oh, that dump. Inauguration, or you just want to profess your love like Kenny did for Ronald Reagan. No, see, no, hell Shoot no. us a call. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> not hey. this month. Not today. Hey, we cut we the I, we cut that. the I love Dodgers clip from Kenny last week. Best believe we will have I love Ronald Reagan this week. <laughs> not to, well, not ever, but not today, and not this month. I'll tell you that. Uh, I love is three and a half years into this show. That has to be the first time Ronald Reagan's name has ever been said on this show. <laughs> I'd say so. That's incredible. Uh, Ronald Dragon. Well, there's that. <laughs> you, got, you guys got anyone you've seen before, like, they blew up? Um, Jeff said he saw Stevie Wonder, like, open it up. Uh, That's a good question. Sort of. I have two. Well, but, most fam- well, I shouldn't say most famous. I don't know that. But Rihanna, before she was Rihanna. Well, yes. It was Rihanna before, like, she wasn't this Rihanna. But, like, SOS was a big record. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she hit, like, that's, that's like, a massive, you know, she she ascended to an entirely different level. But I, I met her a couple of times. The two that, that stand out, one, we actually joked about this the other day on 102.5. Like, Akon had an, an, a run mm-hmm. where Akon was, like, on every record. Mm-hmm. I met him when he, I think he was with, man, I think he was with the rep with Angie Martinez. I can't remember who it was, but I remember at an appearance, a KSFM appearance, and punk ass Tony Takate was like, oh, hey, um, this is, you know, so and so's new artist, Akon. Like, what's up, bro? Y'all know what Akon is. Dark skinned, skinny dude, had like a white, like, pretty white tank top on. Like, didn't think anything of it. It was just like, hey, yeah. what's up, bro? Like, and, and I talked to him for like 20 minutes. There's nobody out there to see him. Yeah. Nobody know who he was. And then, obviously, he he blew up to, to what he was. The other one is different, but I interviewed Justin Timberlake at Arco. They sent, for some reason, no one wanted to do the you. So they sent, this was very in my, like, my go. So they sent me with this little recorder, and they're expecting you, and you'll have, like, 10 minutes with Justin Timberlake. It was Justin Timberlake. And Christina Aguilera at, at at Arco, and so Justin is phenomenal. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to the practice facility and play ball. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, man, um, appreciate you. And then the record person grabs me and he goes, Hey, would you come talk to the Black Eyed Peas? Oh. Like, yeah, for sure. So that's the joint. That's the like the Black Eyed Peas were out, yeah, like in hip hop, but they were still the Black Eyed Peas. Mm-hmm. So we went over to the room that used to be the family room at Arco Arena, 
and everything had been cleared out and just mats, like wrestling mats were laid down Mm -hmm. and they were going through like different dance routines and stretching and moving and doing all of this stuff. So the record guy pulls me in there and the black eyed peas are there and he's, I I just talked to them for 10 minutes, did some stuff on mic, got some drops and we finished up. I was like, hey, that wears the love track. It's it's like it's hot. Like I know it's not what you guys do, but that might be the record that breaks you out of the underground hip hop group to a main, you know, to a pop group. Well, I didn't say a pop group, but to like a a mainstream group. Right. And I oh, appreciate it. Yeah, we're we're proud of the record. We think we've got some great things coming up. And I leave, and wow, they be they they became black pop IP. stars, the Black Eyed Peas. Wow. Yeah. Damn, that is big. JT and the Black Eyed Peas. That, that's crazy. That's crazy right there. That's yeah, like that. Yeah, J- before J- they were who they were. Well, like JT, this. no, J- JT was Justin Timberlake. Like J- Justin Why didn't Timberlake. Nobody want to talk to him. I don't because they, because they're lazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously, this group of people that worked there were lazy. Believe it or not, a lot of people don't like their jobs. I think. Yeah, like. I think that was Future Love Sex. Mm. That timing might be off, but I think it was Future Love Sex when Where's the Love dropped. So no, nah, Justin Timberlake was a star. Yeah. They just were. They were. Just, they were just trash. I. I. I uh, the. The people I worked with. They were just lazy. So it was the black eyed peas that were. That was the. That was the game changer. Huh. That's crazy. That. That's. That's a hell of a combo right there. Those two. Like that's seeing good. them before they were who they were. I don't well, really, I, see. Jay's right. D'Lo a pop DJ confirmed. <laughs> just like Kenny said. That's right. <laughs> no, that's, that was an all-time moment. We're just never going to leave it. <laughs> the, um, I didn't go to a lot of concerts, mm. so I don't really have, I don't really have anybody like that. I, the The one that I remember is, and I don't remember everybody that was there, but I saw Criss Cross in '92. <laughs> I don't know why I chuckled when you said that, and I think. I know, I know for a fact Mary J. Blige was there. For some reason, I'm starting to think that Leah was there, but I don't, I don't think so. There was somebody else there, and I can't find who was all on that tour. But Mary J. Blige was there, and she was the, she like the third act. She wasn't even like the co-headliner or nothing like that. But she, I think she had what's the four one one that was out, or she had Real Love or something like that. But yeah, that's about it. Mary J. Blige is the only show to this day I've ever sat in the front row for. It was at some theater in San Francisco, I think, mm-hmm. that we did a giveaway to. We took a, we took a bus, a Kenny Caraway bus. Bring it back. We need uh, to bring it back with winners, and and uh, the winners got front row tickets, and we we sat with them, and it was awkward because she'd look at you because you know when you're in the front row on the, you know this from I don't, I don't, I, no no what, what, when you're at the venue. Oh, yeah, when the yeah. lighting is a certain way, you can only see like the first two or three oh, rows, <laughs> right? <laughs> see so, nobody, right? Exactly. <laughs> so when the artist is up there, they they'll look at you because they're all you can. They're all that you're the only person they can see. Yeah. And when you lock eyes with Mary, it's come on now. It's more come awkward because I don't know what to do. She's sitting there and she's singing and she's looking at me and I'm like. <laughs> Are you flirting with me? Like, what's, you what's, you want me to come on stage? Is that what you want? It's a... No. No. And then she starts motioning to security. Hey, watch this one. 
See, but you get to tell, tell the story forever now that Mary J. Blige sung to you. That's that's what I'll tell people. Well, that's exactly what happened. If she's that's singing and she looks you in your eyes, she sung to me. That's how. I, that's what I absolutely Mary believe is. happened is shout Mary out, J. Man, sing. Shout out Mary J. That's my. You friend. know, we 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 you know, we might have had one in this second run at KSFM. She's a star, but Sunday could change everything. Mm, yeah. Victoria Monet yeah. came through these studios, and again, don't yeah. get it twisted. Victoria Monet's a star. She could go to another place. But she walks home with seven or eight Grammys on Sunday. She can go to that's another a whole, place. That's a whole different, yeah. you know, whole that's a whole different strategy. conversation. Um, and now she's amongst Sacramento. She's already Sacramento oh, she's elite. The queen. Yeah, now she hits an entirely different level. She's yeah. walking home with six, seven Grammys. I think she's going to get three. That's my that's my guess. She's gonna. It's just crazy because she has to beat Sissa. <laughs> that's know, what it boils man. down to. Damn. It's a it's a Damn. it's a hell in a cell match with Victoria <laughs> Monet versus Sissa. I think I think she gets. Uh, I think she gets. She gets three. I hope so. Um, I hope so. I just thought about something too. We'll talk about it during the break. LeBron, Jimmy Carter. Le, no, well, Jimmy Carter. I don't really know too much about Jimmy Carter. I just know he was always at the Braves games, but. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to Le- LeBron this one. Oh. I'm gonna have to cut the mics off on Le- LeBron this one. Um, uh, another thing I meant to tell you, since this segment is almost yeah, oh, yeah, we lost it's, this it's one. This this one, I, this this one started hey real quick and went to health. We had Watergate next, baby. Watergate. <laughs> <laughs> I saw last night for the first time. Uh, I'd never seen it. You probably seen it. I've never seen it. The footage of Michael Jackson's hair catching on fire. Oh, yeah. I had never seen that before. How did you come across that? Ace sent it to me on Instagram. <laughs> Isn't that Why? just like readily on YouTube? I feel like everyone's seen no, that. No, it's, I've it's never out gone, there. Yeah, it's not uh, a secret, yeah, but it's I, never, out there. I never thought Why to Why did Ace it. send it to you? And he probably had never seen it either. Oh, that's crazy. He's like, this is wild. Oh, I've definitely I seen just, that. The only thing yeah, I remember it from is it. from the Jackson's American Dream mm-hmm. and how that went down. Yeah. I never thought to go look for the, the real footage. That was crazy. They said that was the start of everything. Man, that was crazy. That was the start of painkillers and plastic surgery. His hair was legit. His head was legit on fire. Mm-hmm. And then you can't, from what I saw, you couldn't really see him. Like at the end, you saw him a little bit, mm-hmm. and the hair was gone. Mm-hmm. It was already gone. Yeah. That was crazy. Well, that's, there's, there's product in it mm-hmm. for the shoot. Mm-hmm. What happened again? So he, he they were filming a Pepsi commercial. And he was at the top of a stage and part of his 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 cue to go was there was like an explosion of pyro and he was going to, yeah, he was going to like spin and come down the stairs. So the pyro hit his hair, which again had product in it. So the pyro sparks hit his hair and his, and he's walking down this. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it even registered with him for a little bit because he's walking down like kind of calm like in in care well yeah it's probably it's burning through his hair it yeah. hasn't reached yeah, it hasn't the part of his, his, scalp, yeah, his yet. scalp yeah and then all of a sudden everybody just rushes the stage like mm-hmm. trying to get it out but he's walking down the stairs with his flames mm-hmm. coming off his hair he mm-hmm. has no idea mm-hmm. and that's insane yeah, yeah. we yeah. know what year this was the word 80 it was victory so 84 mm. Maybe 84. Alfonso throws in um, a Robert Kraft. On. Didn't you tell a story about how Michael Jackson ties into Robert Kraft on in the Patriots somehow? Yeah. The, <laughs> oh, man. The, the victory tour. Oh. The vi- okay. Coming up next. 
<laughs> I love this show. <laughs> I swear to God, this is the greatest radio show ever. Well, you missed a hell of a one o'clock hour if you're just tuning in. <laughs> no clue what to title that letter for the podcast. Wild, wild times. <laughs> do, do not uh, associate me with Ronald Reagan. I just know that much. All I, all I know is the first person <laughs> to bring up Ronald that. Reagan's name in three they, and a half years they, is you. They're going to be some furniture moving if my name is connected with Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I want to attach your name to it. I got to throw Ronald Reagan in the Kenny Four Reagan coming to a. Uh, to a uh, Dave Garcia. <laughs> You know what to do. There's going to be some furniture moving. <laughs> there is a, a Barling Caraway 2024 shirt over on. I remember that. No one's bought that. <laughs> be More people have bought Smash Them Boys oh. than. I didn't know that was still in circulation. No, it's still there. It's there. Yep. It's Damn. there. 49ers colors, too. <laughs> that does, I still don't need it. <laughs> Still don't need it. If I can get us back. Did I ever say there. put that on a shirt for that one? No. <laughs> man, that's 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 Dave Garcia being that's proactive. He, he, man, he's creative. He's, being, he's creative. He's, he's being he's being proactive. And it did sell. Well, it did. I mean, relative when you, it did sell. It sell well for some reason, but it did sell. Um, nice little moment in Portland uh, last night um, for Dame Lillard. Not so much for Doc Rivers. Portland beat the Bucks last night. That was crazy. Scoot Henderson. Doc's all in two. <laughs> Bro, this is tough. That's a tough look for Doc. Like, I get, I, I guess I get to a certain degree the emotions involved, probably for the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's emotions involved for Dame. You know, the, the, the Blazers are like, yo, look, we, we came to win a game. We don't care nothing about what you did here. You ain't here. Yeah. And you had you you had a you know a you know nice little sports moment at the beginning of the a, a game. And yo, Milwaukee wasn't into that challenge. Yeah. It's a tough look for Doc. Yeah. I. You know, I, I'll give Doc a little bit of a um, you know filling out process with this group. I mean, it could be something like we saw with Harden and the Clippers. I think the Clippers lost six straight or seven of nine or something like that before they took off and completely flipped their season around. Just trying to figure out, you know, those first couple of games, trying to figure out how he's going to orchestrate the offense, what offense he wants to go with, who he can and can't play, uh, who he trusts and doesn't trust. So um, give him a little time, but 0-2 is tough, especially losing to the Blazers. Now you shouldn't need a filling out process for that game. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Um, I, I, I'm a little bit different. I, I like Doc more than you do. I I like Doc. No, you don't. I, I do like Doc. I don't I think just, you do. It just is what it is. You shouldn't have a filling out process at all. You're you're a coach. Well, he's got to decide who he trusts. <laughs> if I were Doc, I'd trust no one. <laughs> <laughs> I would trust no one in this situation. Well, well, trust the play. Is what okay, I mean. okay, okay. Like, I got you. trying to put together a rotation, and you know who you maybe maybe he looked at what um, Adrian Griffin was doing. It was like this guy's playing too many minutes. I'd like to see what this guy could do, and he's he's trying to figure all that out. So I, I give him a little time for that. Did Giannis make a mistake signing that extension? No, no you can always ask out of it. Well, there's that. There is definitely that part. Yeah. You think Giannis is the asking out type? Mm. Yeah. I mean. 
I eat well. No, Dame I was gonna, wasn't. I was gonna say something. That's just no, I wouldn't be nice. Say it. You say well, what, what? You shy now? I'm always shy. I've you just shy backed my, Ronald Reagan ten been, minutes ago. I don't and now see, you... God damn it. There's the title right there. Doesn't have Kenny's name, but there's the title. God damn it. <laughs> what? What? Some would say you talk about is he the ask out type? Like no. Some would say he's the coach firing type. I wouldn't say that. You're right. That wasn't nice. <laughs> you went Jason Kidd. I wouldn't say that. Budenholzer. Adrian Griffin. I don't think he got Jason Kidd fired. I think Jason Kidd got Jason well, Kidd fired. Well, it's kind of like the Trey Young conversation, though. Like, we talked about him. And all no, that. no, I think Trey Young has run some people out of town. <laughs> like, I think, don't think that's the same thing. I think Trey Young has run some people out of, out of town. I don't think Giannis has. Budenholzer, it feels, I don't, I don't, it feels like they were eager to fire Budenholzer for years, and then he won a championship. Well, we can't fire him now. They were basically, it felt like they were waiting for his next failure the year that they won. They won, and then next time he failed, it was like, all right, man, got to go. Yeah. Got to go. I, I think um, I, I think I think Giannis made the right choice. Number one, like you said, he can always ask out, but, you know, see it through with Milwaukee. Yeah, and, and I don't think he's going to. I mean, I think we're a, a ways away from Giannis. Like, I don't think Giannis is asking out. I think we should probably stop normalizing that too, these guys asking out. Mm. Um, well, part I mean, of the, it, it, I agree, but it's, it is real life. Well, it is, but part, part of the reason I think it's so prevalent is because we always talk about it. Like, think it was, it was before Chris Paul got to Phoenix. Oh, we got to get Devin Booker. Devin Booker has got to get out of Phoenix, <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's, it's just nonstop talk about a guy asking out. At some point, you're speaking it into existence. Like if 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 Dame Lillard just wants to get caught up on sports and he turns on Sports Center and for an hour he hears about how he should ask out of Portland and he tells you, I'm not asking out of Portland. I'm fine. Yeah. And then you all bring it up again. I'm not asking out. And then you bring it up again. Then maybe he's thinking, I'm the idiot. I, I do have to ask out. Yeah. I've been talking about it for three years. We normalize it by talking about it. That's what bothers me about some of these dudes. We've got a problem with these guys asking out. Oh, yeah, well, shut the hell up then. Stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to get guys out of situations that you don't think are good situations. It ain't got nothing to do with you. If they ask out, then you cover it. Stop trying to manifest it. And I think that's – I'm not – I think to a certain degree that's what happened with Dame. Mm. They talked Dame into leaving. I think the way he talked about ring culture was, I think that is how he felt. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to tell me I'm not a great player because I didn't win a ring? You're telling me I'm less than because I didn't win a ring? I'm the, I'm the second greatest shooter next to Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. But y'all see me as less than because I didn't rent, win a ring. He said that for years. Then all of a sudden, okay, well, now I got Now I got to go win a ring. Maybe and then y'all and, and and then y'all spent hours dissect. Well, why is he doing this? Because y'all told him to. For three years, you told him to. What do you expect? Yeah, and, and maybe he came Stupid across somebody media. like like Jerry West though too. Because Jerry West, I remember him telling was what's the story he told Kevin Durant. He said, "Look, man, if you got opportunity to win, you need to go do it." Cause they, but you, what the hell does Jerry West know about that? They call that man Mr. Clutch. Yeah, but he Jerry, lost seven NBA finals and they call that man Mr. Clutch. He, he don't know nothing about the at pressure these athletes he's not face. He's talking about that. He's talking about being a competitor. 
Do you think Jerry West, Jerry West don't care nothing damn near about the one championship he won. He's mad about the 70 loss. For sure. No, and he's telling that. Kevin Durant, he's like, man, if you can go get you more, if you can go get you one or more, go do it. Because you're going to stay, stay up late at night worrying about but, all that other stuff. But how much of that is knowing your audience? Because do you think that's how Kevin Durant felt? Uh, like like he would um, like he wants the ultimate I, goal was winning. No, no, no. Because I think everyone's ultimate goal is winning. Like I don't, I don't question these. Like I don't think guys are out here stat hunting. Like I think they're, I think their ultimate goal is to win. Mm-hmm. Except Draymond, he wants individual accolades so he can go to the Hall of Fame. Everybody else's ultimate goal is is winning, but is that like like this? Is KD driven by rings? Mm, to because, a certain degree, because yes. because because go back to we never here here you brought this up like a week ago and we never talked about it. Mm-hmm. The Kevin Durant, why am I not in the greatest of all time conversation? And is it simply because he doesn't he, he he only has two rings and they're Stephs? Is that well, why? I, I I think of I think that has something to do with it. Fair or unfair, him going to Golden State did not get him. And like, let's let's be real, we're not evaluating players. That's not what we're doing when we're having these conversations. We're evaluating winning. What you mean by that? Like if if you can't if if we can't have a a conversation about where Kevin Durant ranks as one of the greatest players of all time mm-hmm. because it's immediately dismissed that he went to Golden State. The two titles he won were with Steph Curry. And while I firmly disagree, they're going to categorize Steph Curry as the superior player. And maybe in the long term, maybe when all is said and done, he will be. Mm-hmm. On those teams, Kevin Durant was the best player on that team. Kevin Durant might have been the best player in the world when he was with the Golden State Warriors. But those titles are looked at as less than. If you're the best player on a dynasty and you don't get no run in the greatest of all time conversation, I don't understand how. I mean, I I, I do understand. And I like Kevin Durant. He's in my top ten. Um, but we we lived through it. We lived through it. We We were there. And KD. What do you mean? KD going to Golden State was not the same as LeBron going to Cleveland and winning. It wasn't not the same. at all. So like that's 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 but, what we we can say. That's why we but don't hold it, it in the same regard. The, okay. the, the Warriors were the elite of so, the league, and he went to the elite of the league to to go win. Cleveland, and you could even say Miami, were Cleveland wasn't a, a championship or a playoff team. Miami, I think it just gotten swept in the first round, and LeBron elevated them to a championship level. The Kevin Durant, and you can we but can argue about it, but like, he didn't elevate the Warriors to a championship level. But let's not act like he did it by himself, LeBron James. Let's not act like he did it by himself. He had one of the most historic free agency periods in history, mm-hmm. and then it's not like he was alone when he went back to Cleveland. No, but at the same time, I'm not questioning whether they whether he elevated them or not. That's 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 mm-hmm. undeniable. LeBron James elevates every team he goes to. Right. But to frame it as if like he just went over there and took that same non-playoff team 
to the NBA championship the next year is a little disingenuous. A little bit, but they they add both teams added one extra player. Kevin Love and Chris Bosh. Kyrie and Wade were there before and were far from getting it done. Far from getting it done. And they went from ashy to classy when LeBron got there. And then when he left, they went back to ashy. Bosh and Wade were there when LeBron left. Hey, make the playoffs. Yeah. So the the he and, and even Bosch if they left, were still right? did, huh? Wade, did Wade and LeBron leave the same year? Um, remember, remember when Wade left? Wade did leave. <laughs> I just remember they made an all out effort to, Chicago to, to sign. Yeah. I, yeah, he went to Chicago. He, sta- he stayed though. He stayed. Oh, he was there. He, yeah, was, he was there, there the year at least a year okay. afterwards because okay. I, I remember you. they missed the playoffs. And actually, another year because then um, that's when they uh, remember they had the series against Toronto when Kyle Lowry hit the the shot to at the buzzer to send it to overtime. Wade was there on those teams. Okay. Wade and Boss were on those teams. So it was okay. it was they made it back to the playoffs. Okay. And he did a couple things. I he can't had remember a, when he left. He had a um Because he played with LeBron. He he played with Didn't Le- he play with because he was Cleveland. He was yeah. part of the great trade, the great trade deadline where they wiped <laughs> out the entire roster. Yeah, so that was So that had to have been his that last was three year. years yeah, you're after right. that. Yeah. because uh, I remember he remember he had that series against Kimba? With the Heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, He had a big game yeah, yeah. six. Cam Newton, yeah. who we'll talk about later, I think was courtside, and he was oh. talking crazy to Cam Newton. Oh. Uh, Wait, to have some moments. But the, the thing about it is, KD, it doesn't feel like, I, you can make the argument, he didn't elevate them from ashy to classy. They were already classy. And he was the best player, I agree with you. But he, they were already there. And that's, that's why they're looked at a little differently. I still look at him as a two-time NBA champion. I still look at him as one of the top ten players to ever play the game. See, okay, I think that's dumb. Hmm. I, I think the idea. So, I let let's 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 talk about let's look at a conversation that we've had recently. Mm-hmm. And you 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 know exactly what I mean when I ask you this question: Why is the talent around Kevin Durant a demerit? Hmm. Because they, because we're 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 talking about it's not a demerit, only when we're talking about like is. the greatest of all time. Okay. So so so, so the difference, the difference is nobody like well at least I shouldn't say nobody me I'm not saying he's not a top ten player I'm not holding the players that he played with against him as you're not top ten, whereas in, in alluding to this conversation, people will be like Brock Purdy is barely a top 20 quarterback without the people around him. Like, that's asinine. That's like me saying, KD ain't even top 25 because he played with these other guys. Mm-hmm. I still think he's one of the 10 best players I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But I do know, I don't say I know, I do feel the journey to those championships are different than somebody like LeBron. I think it's, man, I don't, and and I'll include I'll I'll say us I'll just say all of us I don't know that we fairly evaluate basketball players and what they do on the floor mm. because think about our I'm just I'm just gonna I'm gonna say names mm-hmm. right I'm not gonna rank anybody but Jordan uh, Kobe LeBron mm. we could throw Steph in there if you want to we could throw Shaquille we could throw Irvin in there if you want to we're talking I don't think I named a player that has a minimum of less than four championships. Mm. 
to me, it's hard to believe that that's not at the forefront of our mind. It's not in the back of our mind. Mm -hmm. It's in the forefront. Well, he can't be in the conversation because he only got two. Yeah. Or he only got this. And it's like, okay, but but is he the – so what are we talking about here? Well, so what I would say to that is, like, I I think that's in the forefront. I think when we're we're trying to have conversations about who's the greatest, that's got to play in because how can I say – Kevin Durant is a greater player than Magic Johnson. If Magic Johnson has all the same talent, but he won three more championships, I don't know. I mean, obviously evolution and the, the yeah. difference of the game. I yeah. get that, but when we compare resumes, but I see mean, you, do, but but see, but that's what I mean. You don't have, you don't have to factor in championships to me. What did Magic do for the Los Angeles Lakers? Now, this is where it gets difficult today versus talking about Jordans. And, and it's even difficult to a certain degree with Shaquille O'Neal. But with Jordan, Kobe and um, Jordan, Kobe and Irvin, it's like, well, what did Kobe do for the Lakers? What's that look like? What's what Magic do for the Lakers? What's that look like? Jordan for the What's that look like? Now it's like, okay, okay, well, Kevin Durant with the Thunder. And then the Warriors, mm-hmm. and then then and then, like it gets difficult. It, it it becomes harder to evaluate these players just as basketball players and what they brought to a team. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have. It's a. I think you used to say this. You, you still say it. I don't know why I said it ten years ago. The championship part is it, the championships are part of a conversation. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be the end of a conversation. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's the it, it, it's like you can make all of these points about a specific player, about what Magic brought to the Los Angeles Lakers and, and you know, how perhaps he elevated Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Kareem's last years in the league, mm-hmm. uh, how he helped turn, you know, j- how he helped solidify that James Worthy was going to be a Hall of Fame player, mm-hmm. uh, how he executed what. But you could do all of that stuff and said it led them to – eight NBA finals appearances. Mm-hmm. It led them to five NBA championships. I feel like the conversation, oh, we can't have a conversation with Katie. He only got two titles. Well, so, and I hear what you're saying. I do. I do. But I think about it like this. You don't agree with anything I just said. Uh, I wouldn't no, say No, you made that sound like I would, No, I wouldn't say no, that. I, I, well, I want to explain why we do. Because if somebody's like, who's better, LeBron or Kevin Durant? How can I really say who's like? How can I really definitively say if we're talking about just basketball, one is better than the other? But I feel like you can. I don't think Le- you Le- can. LeBron James is like the leading scorer in NBA history. He's gonna be a he he's gonna finish what? Well, okay, fourth but, all but, time in assists. But now we're talking about resume. Right? Right. The, the championships is part of the resume. But that's indivi- that's that's what I just said. Yeah. But not the first part. It's but it's part of the resume. It's part. It's part it, it, I, I take that back. It is the first part. It's mm. the headline at the top of the resume when it shouldn't be. To me, LeBron, because if you mention LeBron's ten NBA Finals appearance, mm. the smartass who hates LeBron James, yeah, four and six, or whatever the record is, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, jackass, he's the league's all-time leading scorer. Mm-hmm. He's going to finish like top four in assists. He might finish top ten in rebounds. Man, that's, That's insane. Yeah. But you lead with four and six, depending on what side of the argument you're on. Or you lead with four. four right, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Champion. Depending on what side of the argument right. you're on. Because if you're if you're if you're four, you'll use those stats that I just used or those finishing markers that I just used. Right. If you're on the other side of the argument, psh, 
four and six or six and oh. <laughs> but, what, but what I'm saying is that is that can almost be debated. What's the urban five and three? Five and it's three, eight, right? Yeah, that that can almost be debated. Like when we're talking about, like I can argue back and forth with six and oh, four, five, all this other stuff. When we talk about two. And I, that's and I and, think that's where Kevin Durant gets hard to evaluate because it's two and but it's also like four or five teams. Mm-hmm. That's the hard. Mm-hmm. That's where it's like, I, uh, well, the, I don't know. And that's where I say, like, if we're gonna use the resume, we're gonna use the resume. You know what I mean? We ain't gonna get selective and say um, just as individual stats and not the championship, or just as MVPs and not the championship. We, if we're gonna use the stats, we're gonna use the stats. What I was saying originally was. How if you ask me who's a better basketball player, Kevin Durant or LeBron James? How the hell can I choose one over the other? Like these guys are amazing, no doubt. They are amazing. There is I I there's no way I could but say it's like the, one is better than the other without using the resume. But it's yeah, I, I wasn't suggesting you don't use the resume, and, I, and I'm saying the championships are part of the resume. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I just think we yell it at the start of the conversation rather than explaining how they got to those six titles, four titles, two titles, eight title appearances, ten title appearances, whatever. Which is what KD is saying kind of in reverse. He's saying, just look at me as saying I have two championships. Don't talk about how I got there. And that's 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 what he's, his argument would be to say, like, why am I not in the GOAT conversation? Don't talk about how I got to the two championships. Just say I'm a two-time NBA champion and put me up with the with the GOATs. And some people are like, no, we got to talk about the story. We were there for it. We lived through it. Yeah, and and I guess I'm in the I'm guess I'm of the mindset this I've never ever cared about him signing with Golden State. I never looked uh, at I that. Did. As, I, I never did. looked I, at that as a oh, <laughs> This guy's not good. Yeah, I never crazy. looked at that as a deterrent of Kevin Durant at all. That's that's crazy. That's great. And and mainly because and we've talked about this before and there's no way to ever state that this will be true. It's just how I felt. I don't think the Warriors would have won again. I don't think so either. Maybe maybe they would have won one more. I don't I don't think they'd have they four. Up one more. <laughs> but yeah, no, but life so. life is completely so different yeah. without those two. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't Draymond so may not either. still be there. Like this this whole thing would be different mm-hmm. if they had won, lost to the to the to the to the Cavs, mm-hmm. and then Dur- and Durant doesn't go there. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens next? Maybe they do win the next year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, maybe they do. But if they don't, then what? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know. It's, but I also think it's all part of the story. Because I'm not going to act like I wasn't like, oh, man, I was weak. It was all part of the story. It's not like he was with the Blazers and said, I can't take this no more, and went to the Warriors. He was about to beat the Warriors. Him and his team were about to beat the Warriors. They blew the lead, and he left and went to the Warriors. That's that's part of the story. Maybe he didn't feel like that, though. He probably did. Obviously Maybe he, he didn't, didn't feel like the Warriors could beat the – excuse me, the Thunder could beat the Warriors. Yeah, it, it, big part of him felt definitely felt that way. The other thing about, too, like with the, the argument that you, you um, said people make, like t- talking about Brock Purdy, I think Kevin Durant – while he hasn't won a championship, he's a championship level player, regardless of if he would have won with the Warriors 
or whatever the case may be. Like I said, people saying Brock Purdy's existence is because of the people around him. And yeah, they just wilding. They just wild. I meant to ask you before we go. Did you did you see the the controversy? It's a wild show. It's been a wild two hours. The Kings lose one game in Miami and everything goes to hell. Did you see the the controversy with our, our guy uh, Mark Jones last night? No, <laughs> the rookies, the the NBA uh, Twitter rookies were on there because I guess Dame went to the lane, dunked it or whatever, and and Mark goes. Oh, he hit that like a stimulus check. And Twitter went crazy. Like, what does this mean? What is he trying to say? Uh, somebody fill me in. Like, oh, what is this? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was on awful announcing. Well, happy Black History Month, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> There's some members of the NBA audience who are so flustered by Mark Jones. Very much so. Goodness gracious. Uh, we'll come back. I'm not even going to attempt to tell you what we're doing next because I don't know. All-star reserves come out in a couple of hours. I think we're all preparing to be angry. I'm, I don't I don't know. Uh, Matt George yeah, joins us in about an hour. Well, it'll be halfway good. We're going to do a sale over on DLoandKC.com if I can throw it together because I just got a new Dave Garcia design. Oh, come on, man. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's not the it's not the Kenny for Reagan design. He didn't whip it up that quick. He didn't do that. No, but the streets have been calling for it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The streets have been calling see, for it. Actually, I hadn't even seen this. If I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to I'm gonna see if I can get to work on it. But st- stay tuned. It's on the way. Okay. We'll get to some of these. Ramsey, hang tight, Ramsey. I know you want to talk. Steel and Casey. More off Casey. No, it's it's random though. <laughs> Steel and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino. Where we'll be tomorrow. We'll give you all the details on that when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Yeah, we'll be it. Oh. Oh. What? What's what's Soul Bloom just tweeted. Today, exclamation point. That's what they just tweeted. Today, exclamation point. <laughs> These dudes want to tell you, they funny, man. <laughs> Does remind me, we might have to. I'm turning my notifications on. I got them on. I got you. I got you. All right. Hey, <laughs> if anyone from Soul Bloom is listening or watching, right around 4 o'clock would be ideal. That would be perfect. Right around 4 o'clock would be ideal. We may have some more work to do if that happens. We actually do have some work to do. If that, if you if it does drop today, we we have to fix a couple of we have to fix a couple of things. Let's get Ramsey. Oh, Alex, in here. get on your this boy. This oh boy, these guys. So Bloom is just playing with us, man. Let's get to uh, let's get to our brother Ramsey. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's up, Ramsey? Not too much, gentlemen. I don't know if either one of you had heard about what happened with the Jackie Robinson statue in Wichita, Kansas, over the weekend. I did not. I'm just glad. Yeah, let's just say two vandals came by, chopped the Jackie Robinson statue by the ankles, stole it, burned the burned the statue. But now, but now, Major League Baseball stepped up, and there's a GoFundMe now that's raised about $170,000 to get the statue replaced and to donate it to the little league to the little league in Wichita where the statue was 
where the statue was located at. Okay, maybe so, real quick, Ram. Don't let, keep him there too. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being a jerk. Uh, I could be being a jerk here. What is MLB doing a GoFundMe for? No, ML, no, MLB was is helping to donate along with the goal with along with the GoFundMe. Okay, well, MLB needs to pay for it all. That's what I say. Hey, Rams. That's just my thought. Do we know have have they been caught? Because the last I got caught up is that they found the statue destroyed. But have the people who have they been caught? They haven't been caught, but they have some suspects in there, and they're not making moves till they because they want to build a strong case to prosecute whoever did it. Got you. That's that's just disgusting. Got you. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear about that, Ramsey. I didn't hear about. Yeah, that. it happened over the weekend, and it 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 went pretty quick. Quick, like mm. the statue was missing, and then shortly thereafter, there was an update. Oh, they found it. It's been completely destroyed. Jeez. Wichita, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. That is yeah. But, I mean, and like I said, maybe I'm just being a jerk by pointing this out, but uh, I feel like MLB should, if they're going to get involved like they are, just pay for the statue. You are being a bit of a jerk, uh, but I think your thinking is fair. Um, yeah. Just pay for it. I don't know who, who – I also, be clear, I don't know who – like funded the original version mm-hmm. of the statue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, appreciate you, Ramsey. Yeah. Thought he was going to have another Ronald Reagan. I thought he was going to talk about day. WNBA. Uh, free, agency. free agency. Yeah. Free agency underway soon. Um, yeah. I'm not locked into that this year. It was last year. It was last year, Stewie. Yeah. Um, uh, Skylar Diggins signed with Seattle. I saw that. Okay. Ariel Powers, I think is going. I forgot where she's going, actually. Um that didn't help anything. We got, <laughs> Well, most of this show hasn't helped much. <laughs> now I'm just staring at my phone waiting I for know, I'm just waiting, bro. I'm like, come on, man. It was dirty. <laughs> dirty. It's kinda of like how I mentioned to you before the show. It's like the king's lost, but it's like nothing's really wrong or whatever. Like there's no big story to take out of it. It's just when your next game. What happens? Yeah, like it's it's I, I, so would vibes have been really, really high if they won? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Like a five game winning yeah, streak. Yeah, yeah. It would have been sky high. No, it would have been hype. Five game winning streak plus you beat the Miami Heat. They're on seven. They were on a seven game winning streak yeah. at the time, but yeah, you know, yeah. you know, place you, you, you haven't won, you've won like twice in <laughs> 70 years. It's 75, but yeah. Okay. I haven't won there since Reagan was in office. Well, see, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I was, it, it was funny. Casey's like, boy. The, the, the crazy, the crazy thing about it is, um, I got another theory. But um, the funny thing about it's it is, I got really, today. I got really pissed off when I saw that last night. <laughs> the amount of times that they've lost in Miami? No. Oh, no. Ronald Reagan? Yes. Wait, what was it? What was it? I it forgot. Was, I, I completely forgot. Yeah, the why origin. did we bring up Ronald? Reagan? I can't was, remember why was, Kenny. No, was, okay, wait a minute. It wasn't we. Why did Kenny bring up Thank Ronald you. Reagan? Well, because I was watching. They were showing all of the America's games on NFL Network. That's right. And it was yeah, the 84 that's right. 49ers. Yep, that's right. And they started it with that moment. I said, what the hell is this? I didn't do it for well, they, well, you should have led with that, buddy, because it's too late. <laughs> We've gone a completely different direction with this. Uh, speaking of America's game, you want to talk about what Cam Newton said? This is weird. 
Cam Newton, yeah. Cam Newton versus Brock Purdy is one of the stranger things <laughs> at WrestleMania 40. Yeah, I, I'm just it's 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 a it's a bit it's a bit confusing. Like why I don't understand why why Cam is so in on on uh, downgrading Brock Purdy in this process. So Cam, um, a lot of people were t- they, well. We'll take it all the way back. Cam said Brock Purdy is nothing but a game manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that a couple of weeks ago. He said guys like himself or game changers and playmakers and things of that nature. What team is Cam on? Not, no, don't do that. I like uh, yeah, him. Don't not, do that. Not a team at all. No. Um, but he he came back on his podcast or some other podcast or whatever talking about um, he, he said he doesn't – first of all, he said, I never said Brock was trash. Mm-hmm. Like we're not – let's not say that because I never said that. But he said, I'm not backing down on anything. He's a game manager. He is not uh, a a game changer. And his theory is to be a game changer, you have to be a top three player on offense, on your team. And he said there's ten players on both sides of the ball, like total ten players on the 49ers that are better than Brock Purdy. And – I, you know, a lot of people are mad at Cam. Like, I, I'm at the point now, I've learned, I've evolved a lot uh, since doing this show. I mean, people can have their opinions. I have an opinion. So I'm not going to, I'm going to, I try not to crap on people for having an opinion. That's how he feels. That's what he believes. It's cool. I disagree. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's 10 better 49ers than Brock Purdy. Um, I don't either, but I think the you don't have to crap on someone because of their opinion. I'm just so curious why he's so fixated on Brock Purdy, like well, I, like I everybody else is. That's and and that was my next statement. I don't understand why everyone is so fixated on Brock Purdy because he's making them look foolish too. A lot of the people have been saying he ain't no good for a long time, saying he's just a another version of Jimmy G, and he keeps winning. And not only does he keep winning, they try to say he's the same as Jimmy G, but it looks different than Jimmy G. It looks different than G in a number of different reasons. The way he plays, the way Kyle calls the game. Uh, Kyle didn't trust Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. And everybody, so so people are saying this, and they've been saying this, and now he keeps winning, and people are on Twitter or you know on the radio show and calling back like, hey, say what you said. And they're doubling down on it because they don't want to. They don't want to run it back and, or excuse me, they don't want to look at that and say like, "Ah, oh, man, I was wrong" or "I miscalculated" or something like that. I mean, like there, they'll be they they've already set it up where he'll win a Super Bowl, he'll be a Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. and they'll say it's just the people around him, it's just Kyle Shanahan, um, any other reason other than to say. He's a Super Bowl winning, a deserving Super Bowl winning quarterback that played a major role in it. The good thing about that is Brock won't care. No, and that's what I love about him. He don't care about none of this. No, none of this. Uh, I want to talk more football, but I do want to mention a couple of things here uh, real quick. Uh, we're going to be at Sky River Casino tomorrow, thirty-two Brew Street. We're going to be doing the show live from twelve to four. Then we're going to hang out. We're going to watch the Sacramento Kings versus the Indiana Pacers. Uh, inside 32 Brew Street. The food is tremendous. 
the drinks are tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as we have been begging for, it's a Friday night. Yeah. We're doing our live show on a Friday. Uh, into a watch party. Uh, we're going to have a great time. We hope that you could come through. We'd love to see you for the live portion of the show. If you can only make it out for the watch party, uh, no worries. Um, but we would really love to see as many of you out there uh, for the live part of the show, the the 12 to 4, the actual radio show uh, as possible, man. It's always fun when there's a lot of people in there and that room is full, the atmosphere is lit. We're going to do something a little bit different tomorrow. Mm. Will Z's coming through, uh, mm. and Kyle Matson's going to come through. Kyle Matson's going to hang out with us the same way like Matt George hung out with us. He wasn't a guest. He just kind of did the show with us yeah, yeah. Uh, the last time he was here, or the last time we did a live show, excuse me. But we're also going to put a mic stand on the floor. Okay. So while we yeah. can't take calls, yeah, yeah, you can come up and you can you could be a part of the show from inside of Sky River Casino. So mm. uh, we're going to have a good time tomorrow, uh, 32 Brew Street, uh, Sky River Casino. Uh, please do come through. Also, head over to DLONKC.com. Um yeah, head over to D-Lo and KC.com. Uh Dave Garcia did his work. Ooh. And the empty <laughs> calories hoodie is I up. I like that. I like that. The empty calories hoodie yeah. is finally available. <laughs> I like that. Head over to D-Lo and KC.com. We'll work on getting this put on, you know, t-shirts and time and crew necks and all of that stuff. But right now, uh, the hoodies are available. And in honor of DeMontis Sabonis, uh-huh. our, uh, everything is on sale for 25%. I would have done 10%, but that's lame. That's not enough for yeah, you guys. Yeah. So we're going to do 25%. Yeah. Uh, head over to d right now. Peep the new empty calories. I got to get one of those. I ain't going to lie to you. That are available. I like well, that. Well, we got to. So like one that. thing, we'll make sure Bonte gets one. <laughs> we'll make sure Bonte and Butch uh, get there. <laughs> They get their hoodies. They get their empty <laughs> calories hoodies. Uh, so those are available right now at um, DLONKC.com. Mm. 25% off everything all through the weekend, by the way. Yeah. So we'll remind you that these are on sale, uh, and I'll work on getting the T-shirts and crew necks and stuff made. But the hoodies are up for you right now. Yeah, that, I like the hoodie. I like the hoodie. I might. I, might, I think I'll go with a purple one. I don't have any purple I like hoodies. this purple one. This yeah. one's fire. Yeah, I like this purple one. one is fire. The black Soren says the black one is fire. It is fire, but I got like seventy black hoodies. Who do you think the first person to place the order was? Delivery Joe, Miss P. Mm, that's a good call. It was Delivery Joe. Yeah, Delivery Joe. <laughs> it was Delivery Joe. Salute, Delivery Joe. <laughs> Big ups to Delivery Joe, man. There's the black one. Yeah, it came out hot. Right on, Dave. Dave Appreciate Garcia. you, buddy. There we go, boy. Yeah, Dave, don't. A lot miss. better than your your other one. I disagree. <laughs> now let's work on. Kenny and Reagan, 20. No, Ken, Ken, Kenny and Reagan, 84. Come on, man. I don't do, Dave, don't do that. <laughs> Kenny will kill me. Don't do that. Oh, hey, man. going back to Brock Purdy real quick, how much of a game manager can you be when you're sixth in yards and third in touchdowns? You're, you're not. That's what I'm saying. You're not a game. He's not a game manager. These are the things that I talked about with Trista and with other people. I, maybe you can find some where he's not. But in – a gang of passing categories. He's top five in all of them. You want to say he's check down, top five in that. You want to say throw down the field, top five in that, top five in touchdowns, top five. Like, at some point, 
he's not he's a little better than you guys are trying to project is it is it can, can we call people telling it on themselves if you call him a game manager because like he's got the stats and all that i think it's just a matter of you see someone with not the strongest arm you think boom game manager that's where your mind instantly mm-hmm. goes because like mm-hmm. i said third in touchdowns or whatever in the league and sixth in yards like that's not that's not alex smith i'll tell you that that's a game manager <laughs> alex smith uh what he say the other day on uh I'm the president of the game managers club and <laughs> he's, he's not, not allowed, allowed in. Is what I'm saying like that's not what that is. Right. Right. Yeah, no. I I, don't, I really I don't understand why it happens that way. And I'm not even saying they've got to look at Brock Purdy the way maybe I do. You know, saying he's a top 5 quarterback. You don't have to look at it that way. Um but just to be like he's just this mediocre run of the mill guy that has yeah. great teammates. I don't know why we got to go there. No idea. Extremes on every end here. Speaking of extremes, we got TC. You want to talk to him? Hey. TC's probably wishing that the 49ers had hired Dan Quinn today. <laughs> TC, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm at the call back. It's kind of loud on my end, man. I'm at this construction site. I'll call y'all right back. Hey. <laughs> TC a fool, man. When I TC a fool, man. When I say this show is one of a kind, I mean it. One. No more TC. This is the most. I have tears in my eyes right now. This is, this is the most special four hours in all of radio. Oh man, that was a classic. That was a classic. Could you imagine them airing our show to broadcast class, <laughs> trying to explain why we do what we do? That's great. Hey, look, like so, we number one, right? And they're like, man, let's. Let's study why they're number one. Like, how'd they get here? And it, it makes no sense. None. <laughs> Absolutely none. Oh, man. Well, all right, TC. Well, I, 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 I guess we'll keep talking until TC decides he's... <laughs> We're never going to top that. No, that's a, that's an all-timer. No, no, no. That's, that's a... <laughs> That's that's an all timer. Just the context of how today's show show's gone yep. and all that too. Just oh, that was that was that was greatness right there. No, that was. <laughs> now, nah, happy Black History Month. <laughs> Shout out to the legends, man. Legends are out today. <laughs> well, Dan Quinn is the new head coach of the Commander football team, which means the hiring cycle in the NFL is over, and Bill Belichick. And Mike Vrabel will both have the year off. Mm. Got a question. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. They, Potentially. Well, they could both have the year off. That's not really a thing in the NFL, right? Like never bringing seen in the it. guy in the never middle of the it. season. Yeah, never seen it. Uh, they're not gonna. Uh, what's what's my man's name? Uh, Chris Finch. Quinn Snyder. Well, Chris Finch. Oh, well, Quinn Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. Well, well or George Doc Carl. Rivers. Doc Rivers. <laughs> 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 it literally happened a week ago. <laughs> um. Got a question. Do you think we possibly, as a collective, as a as a sports society, overrate Ray Bull and Bill Belichick 
A little bit. No. Uh, I think that's an easy no for me, too. Why wouldn't they get hired? Bill Belichick is 72 years old. I mean, you want a 72-year-old to take over your rebuild right now? Well, okay. Well, I'm not talking about his 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 uh his career. I'm talking about like right now. Like the the thought is you hire Bill Belichick, you're getting the greatest coach of all time, things will just change. I don't think it's as simple as teams didn't hire Bill either. Like Bill wasn't like I think a lot of it was maybe he, he picked the Falcons and wanted to interview with them too. Like I think there was mutual interest there. And the Falcons chose somebody else. Well, so we don't degree. know that though. He interviewed, mm-hmm. but we also I think we assume that they went in a different direction and didn't pick Bill Belichick. Mm. The second interview could have been, hey, you know what? You know, m- Maybe I'm not what you're looking for. Bill could have turned it down. We've speculated whether one or both of these individuals are eyeing Sean McDermott mm. and that Bill's job. Mm. Um, I don't think the Atlanta team is as good as you are simply because you both think the team, the, the, the roster's not bad. They're a quarterback away. The quarterback is, it's, it's that's the toughest part. Mm-hmm. Um, neither one of them seem to be in the running for the Chargers job. That seemed to be Harbaugh or bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with the Raiders. I think they were a little bit more zeroed in on Antonio Pierce than any of us realized. Maybe that was Antonio Pierce or Jim Harbaugh. Uh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I mean, it, it doesn't even feel like. But, and I think they're both great coaches. I'm just, I'm really just asking a question. But it doesn't even feel like a lot of people were like interested. So Kieran the De- Bagley brings up a good point in the chat. Like, how many teams probably shied away from Bill because maybe he wanted team control and stuff like that. It like, could like, be true. Like that. Like, like we all don't know obviously yeah, yeah. what happened it could or whatever. Be true. But it's all possibilities. And yeah. I think with Mike Vrabel, I think Vrabel is good enough to the point where. I mean, honestly, on his end, if he doesn't like any of these jobs out there right now, I'll just wait till next year. Well, yeah, yeah, Mike Vrabel's younger, and I don't know the status of Bill's contract. Mike Vrabel's probably still getting paid. Well, I would, yeah, I would think so. Like, so it's, I mean, he probably thought, uh, I don't really like any of these jobs, hmm. like a lot, or or he could be burnt out. Yeah. I mean, it could. could I, Point being is it, it could be too. It couldn't be that, that they were just shunned by the organizations that had coaching vacancies. They could have shunned some of the organizations that had coaching vacancies. Very true. Um, Very true. I just I, I think um, I think I think we do overrate Bill today. Not him as, as as a historical coach. I think we overrate him today a little bit. I don't think we do because I don't think I do. Because I asked questions. I was like, no one's going to look at Bill Belichick for what the last couple of years. And like, if you're like, look, look, look at this from Atlanta's perspective. Mm-hmm. If you're Atlanta and you're a quarter, you have a good roster and you're a quarterback away, what's Bill Belichick going to do for you? Not find the right quarterback. But, well, well and, and so I don't know how much of what happened with Mac Jones is Bill Belichick's fault, but how are you going to address that? Right. And if you're not going to address it, if that's not something you can address immediately, as Jesse pointed out, Bill Belichick's probably not the coach for you. Yeah, I think Bill— At 72 years old. I think the question is, I think Bill can coach. I think the question is, because you throw Kyle Shanahan on the team, nobody's taking Devontae Parker with your number one receiver to the playoffs and Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. You're not winning with that. But I think the question is, can Bill Belichick like be a good GM or build a good team now still? Like, so 
I think he can still coach, but I don't know if he could build does a team. He, does he need something to build around? He had Brady to build around for all of those years. Yeah, that's the question. And to to the like me personally, maybe I'm by maybe I, I like the guy or I've seen him up close more than others. But when all this started, I thought Jim Harbaugh was the number one coaching a guy out there. I think Jim's better than both of them. I would take Jim if I had my pick of the litter, like the Chargers did. I'm going after Jim first. I don't think I disagree with that. I would take Jim too, right now. Yeah, I don't think I disagree with that at all. And I honestly, I think Vrabel would be second for me. I could see that too. Yeah. I just think and Bill still Bill is still good. I, think, I just I, I think people look at it like you get Bill, everything changes. I don't I'm think not that's so sure true. about that. I think Bill's perfect for the right. If not, if something happens to Sean McDermott, Bill's probably the perfect coach for that job. Mm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like right now, he's the perfect coach for that job. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Atlanta. I don't. He's not think in a that, spot where you can build build with Bill Belichick for the next four to five years. Yeah, I don't think Seattle would have. Like the the jobs that were open, I don't know what Bill Belichick does for those teams. So, I'm more intrigued by what Mike Vrabel might have done with a couple of them, particularly yeah. partly because of what you said. He's younger, but Bill, I feel like could win another Super Bowl. But like Tom Brady, it'd have to be in the right situation. So you think both of them are potentially waiting for the Eagles, Bills, or Cowboys? Yes. I can see that. Dallas, we'll call it what it is right now. I'll call yeah. it right now. Guarantee it. Dallas's job will be open after next season. Mike McCarthy's got one more year left. He's going to get that done, losing the first round, and Jerry's going to let him go without having to pay him anything else. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll come back. Uh, All star reserves are going to be named uh, a little bit over one hour from now. Um, we're celebrating our man, DeMontis Sabonis. Make yeah. or miss that team. Uh, over at DLONKC.com with our new Empty Calories hoodie. Uh, Salute, Bonte Hill. So we'll come back. We'll talk about the All-Star Reserves. We'll talk about the Kings. Um, And we'll talk about how the Sacramento Kings played following the trade deadline in the All-Star game last season. Mm. If we're drawing parallels to last season, let's draw that one. Plus, Matt George joins us when DLONKC return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Our man Matt George going to join us coming up here about 30 minutes or so. Host of the Locked on Kings podcast, the man over at ABC 10. We're going to be out at Sky River Casino. Matt spent a lot of time with us the last time we were out at Sky River Casino. Hope you can come through. We will be there tomorrow, 32 Bruce Street, doing the show live Mm -hmm. from 12 to 4. Then we're going to hang out. We're going to watch the Sacramento Kings uh, get on a one-game winning streak. Getting back after it. Let's go. That's my hope, man. I don't want to lose to the Pacers twice. I don't either. I, I don't either. Uh, All-Star Reserves are going to be named a little over an hour from now, and we've got an attitude because we fully expect at least one of our Sacramento Kings to not make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like a lot of people, and this is a tough conversation to have, both of them, in my opinion, are deserving of All-Star nods. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are leaning towards De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. But when I say people, I mean us. Like our conversations, the chatty house, all of that. Twitter. I feel like a lot of people are leaning towards De'Aaron Fox. Has Domas's season been better than De'Aaron's? Uh, hmm. My first thought is no. I f- okay. 
This is my. What's first your thought. second one? We still, I was like, been, do you have a Dumb second thought? Pretty damn good. He's been really consistent. I think mm-hmm. that's why I think I lean more towards Domas because Domas, is, they're both putting up career high numbers, damn near or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think Domas has just been consistent throughout the season. Right now, Darren's going through that kind of little lull right now, but Domas has just been steady the whole time. So that's the other thing that the, 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 the there's a little, there was a stretch where it was like, oh man, Fox had two, three games where it's like, ah, oh, that's not Darren. Mm-hmm. And then he had two or three games where it's like, Foxy's back. <laughs> and then now we're back into the, ah, you know, wasn't, wasn't like terrible versus Memphis. Wasn't great last night. It's like I think we just wanted Fox to have like a forty-five point night somewhere at some point. Yeah, that's what we're always looking for. But Domas, I mean, look at his his game log. I mean, yeah, he's been been that dude. He had the one weird game against the Warriors. That's the only one I see that's in single digits. Oh no, he's got. Oh no, that was. No, he had two games in single digits. He had uh, the second Rockets game and a nine-point performance against the Warriors in a win. What were his assists and rebound totals? Ten assists, eight rebounds against the Warriors. The first Rockets game, probably much of nothing. Yeah, five assists, eight rebounds. Still eight rebounds. But that's the one where they just got bludgeoned and nobody even really played. And, like, even on his bad games, like, those are numbers you're going to take even on a bad game because they're still solid. Like you mentioned, like the five assists or five, eight rebounds or if it might have been switched. Like those still decent production. Yeah. He's always going to give you something. And the funny thing about this is going back to the Bucks game, this is De'Aaron, 32, 33, 24, 12, 29, 34, 23, 13. Oh, something's off with Foxy right now. <laughs> I don't know. He's not playing very well. It's the standard they've kind of – Worked up for themselves now. Yeah, I repeat, 32, 33, 24, 12, 29, 34, 23, 13. I mean, De'Aaron in January, like I, I guess maybe his his high is, is, is higher, right? But in January, De'Aaron was 29 and six and a half assists. So, okay, I'm glad you said that. You said that's January? It's I'm just, December, excuse me. December. Okay, because I was going to say, I'm yeah. looking at his December right now, and yeah, his December, December looked crazy. like he went scorched earth. Well, the, what about his November? 30 a night, five assists. His October was 31 a night. That's only three games, but still. He missed a handful of games in uh, November, too. It's Man. so funny just because the fact of the matter is even with Fox and his little low that he's having, they both should just be easy, on, easily well, in the All-Star game. Should. And the funny thing is, like, it's a low. Like, he scored 34 yeah, points two weeks. games ago. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I you know. Superstar then, expectations, though, right? Was Superstar that? expectations. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he only scored 23. Right. The 13 is tough. Like, that's yeah. – but the 13 – you know, he has a – I mean, there's obviously that very odd Pelicans game. But 13, you've got a 12. Those are in recent memory. 19, 15. Then you have that 3. 14. So we're up to like maybe five, six, seven games, including the first one of the year that they won by 16 that he scored in the teens. Hmm. And that's it. Yeah. But, again, superstar expectations. You expect yeah. him to be – a 30-point game, a 30-point guy every night. Like he he had 29 versus Golden State. He had 34 versus Dallas. 
What are you smirking at? You've been staring at your phone smirking. <laughs> he looks like he's the, ready to call some trouble. What, you got soul boom line? Yeah, you've you been, been talking about Ronald Reagan again? Smoking. What are, you, what are you Googling more? Ronald Reagan fun facts? Ronald Reagan. If you guys don't. I'm over here like trying to make sure KSFM stays on the air without playing the same eight <laughs> songs in a row. And you're over here looking at your phone smirking. You going to share with the class? No, I just got I got alerted that we are on Soul Bloom's stories on Instagram. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I think it's I think it's the moment, guys. I can't hear. I didn't play the audio. I think it's the the moment when you got the notification of their tweet. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sakes! You can't you can't do anything, <laughs> sir. Get your cam get your camera out of my face. I'm a human being. That's the thing. Like now, three years and people actually listen to the show now. I'm a human being. For those that didn't see the, <laughs> the Kanye clip. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are jerks. <laughs> That's what they just tweeted. It's you guys are jerks. It's you guys lit. suck. Dude, you know what the funny thing is? That's the only goddamn thing on their story right now. It's just us. It's lit. <laughs> Y'all could have at least tag us. That's cold. I did. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to go uh, LeBron on here or or Jed York. We'll, we'll talk about that or Kyle Shanahan. I, I saw a note about that. But um, I did wake up today thinking today probably should be the day because you're not going to do it on a Friday. You're not going to do it on the weekend. Look, Kenny over here. Uh, I was like, today should be the day. Look, look Kenny. He, he turned to his boy and he's like, you know what? I, th- I think Soblum's going to do it. Well, I think they're going to drop it today. It's, e- it's either today or what I said. Well, But it, if it ain't today, it's what I said. Because they ain't doing it well, Friday. Well, they, they just tweeted today. Well, they yeah, they just tweeted today. We don't know what that means. Oh, them, <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, clearly, y'all are watching. Y'all some hoes. Oh, no. Y'all better, hey, don't do that. Don't tweet today. <laughs> we don't know what that means. They, no, they, oh, they know. They know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, there they've, is. They've been putting on a master class for a week. You know what they should have done? They should because we're hooked. They should have tweeted. They should have tweeted an hourglass oh. like LeBron. <laughs> they, yeah, Soul Bloom. Soul Bloom went to the LeBron James uh, class of social media behavior. Hey, they, they've been on it for a week because we hooked. We look, I'm on every every tweet they, they make right now. I'm on it. I'm on it. But it's either today or it's next week. It's not Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But hey. That's my guess. Drop it. <laughs> Y'all are today. Four o'clock. Right when we switch over to KSFM, drop yeah, that, drop man. that list. Three days of soul bloom, so, man. I can't so, wait. So what I was alluding to, though, real quick, not to take us. Rumors are D-Lo and KC are going to be a part of soul bloom. You know, hey, look at all these rumors. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the, what I was alluding to was <laughs> when I called myself Lay Kyle or Lay Jed, there was a tweet today that said, 49ers owner Jed York just revealed that Kyle Shanahan told him he thought Brock Purdy would be San Francisco's best quarterback all the way back in the training camp of 2022, when Purdy was still a rookie and the 49ers had both Jimmy and Trey Lance. <laughs> Le Kyle. 
Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I believe. Wait a minute. Is that inconceivable? Uh, if Kyle, well, he was, Kyle, even it, well, him saying that he was the third string quarterback. If Kyle is the guy, Kyle's the guy you say he is. That's that's not inconceivable. He's the third Ooh, string shady. quarterback, but there is a business to this stuff. You can't put Trey Lance as like you can't put Jimmy. Is it? You didn't. You didn't even have to sign Jimmy. There's respect. There's respect to this. You didn't have to sign him, and still you weren't sure. Like, like you watch him in practice, you think, okay, this dude's got some or whatever. He might be the best quarterback on our team, but like you can't. There's just, there's a business to this. You have you have. It's not good for business if you go in there with Brock Purdy before we know everything as your backup quarterback. Le Shanny. <laughs> Le Young. <laughs> I know you ain't talking. Look, Kenny. No, I, I really did. I woke up. I just didn't say it to like to the world. Oh no, Soul Bloom had up. that look in their eyes. Like I, I, I told, I told, I told Jasmine they gonna drop it today. Like I said, I told, I, I, told, I, I told Ryan. I just, I just it kept today. it. I kept it to myself. I said it's either today or next week. Mm-hmm. We talked about Soul Bloom for 15 minutes before the show, and you kept it to yourself, huh? Look at this yeah. guy. Look well, at this and, guy. And then I thought I cracked the code before they. Well, put their no, tweet I, th- out. I thought that was a good call. Yeah, and then they put I the thought, tweet out. I thought that was a good call. <laughs> Then they got us on their Instagram stories. <laughs> How many people follow that damn account? <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't say this, did I? I might have. I don't remember this. Allison said uh, Trey Lance could be in the MVP. Said I said Trey Lance could be in MVP consideration. Yeah, I, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, you I did. said that? Yeah. This year or last year? It was going into one of the Trey Lance years. Well, you only have one year. Well, that's even a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, one game. Wow. Well, hey, look, I'm not gonna. I think Trey Lance is still good. Like, I, I think, I think he could be a hell of a quarterback. You I'm, may I'm never not, find out. We might not. May never find out. Tell you what, he's either Jamarcus Russell or he's Joe Montana or he's some in between. Who knows? I think, I think he could still be a really good quarterback. I, I really do. I saw, I saw a report. Um, I saw a report yesterday that a lot of people are, well, teams allegedly are eyeing Trey Lance and circling that situation. They they feel like how I feel, like I think he can play. And they're waiting for maybe this year to go through with Dallas or maybe they can get him on draft day or something like that. There's- so isn't the thing that you're truly monitoring is Dak Prescott? Because if the Cowboys don't do anything, mm-hmm. the, the, the Jerry would be, or Steven or whoever runs that organization, would be ridiculous to trade Trey Lance. Yeah. And poor little Cooper Rush is getting passed up. Yeah, that's the other that's the other weird thing. <laughs> like he's just getting passed up on all of this. Is that TC's back? Oh, <laughs> TC, TC, that was one of the most legendary moments in show history, bro. <laughs> Hey, yo, hey, look, hey, I was dropping some stuff off. I was at a construction site, and I said, you know what? I'm going to jump online, man. It's going to be super loud, and y'all caught me at the right moment. TC, <laughs> you funny, go. bro. Here to go, you funny. Hey, look, no, hey, but no, hey, to be honest with you, I'm going to be honest with you about Brock, and I'm going to be brutally honest with you. A lot of Niner fans, bro, Kenny, you know this, D-Lo, hey, Everybody got their is a title to their own feeling, but a lot of people are jaded about that situation, bro, with the Lance whole situation. So not that's how people kind of look at Brock. Like, well, you know what I mean, this was supposed to be this dude, and then all of a sudden it was Brock. If y'all knew if Brock was that guy, he should have been the guy from the jump. Y'all should have drafted him earlier and all that. So a lot of not, a lot of people from the Niner fan base is jaded about that situation. I'm one of them, but I know how to move on and let it go. They got to win it all. But to answer you guys' question. To me, that's what that's about. 
What question did we ask? <laughs> if I'm, hey, Dilo, didn't you ask, hey, when y'all asking about why isn't people giving Brock Purdy his credit and kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, he's a game manager, this and that? Because a lot of people are jaded about that situation. That situation was bigger than people so, wanted. You're, so, real quick, TC, you're saying people don't like the way it went down with Trey Lance, so they're holding that against Brock Purdy. Low key. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so TC's why we're putting a mic down on the floor tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. TC, we might just pull TC up. Hey, and I'll tell you this: that's not inconceivable. I don't know but if why, I don't know if Ryan Clark cares that much about Trey Lance, but that's what I'm saying. But why, I think there are people who feel that way. TC low key feels that way. Why would anybody be that like a, a fan base? Fine, but why would anyone else be that emotionally invested in Trey Lance? Well, why would Ryan Clark? Why would Cam Newton? Well, oh, all right. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. God damn it. I'm saying. That's crazy, though. It happens. Because they weren't bigging up Trey look, Lance. When... Look, I, I, I'm not going to act older than now. I, I'll i be checking. I'll be checking for how things move with, with, with black quarterbacks in the league. I'll be checking. I don't think that is the case at all hmm. in this situation. But – yeah, I'm like, oh, why did this guy get you cut didn't again? Check that hard. Dak Prescott's a black quarterback, and he boy, is. do you uh... look? That's I got to call it like I see it. He's a good quarterback. He ain't him though. He's turning into Ronald Reagan. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Can't help it at this point. One oh, no. of my favorite show bits ever. <laughs> hey, shout out TC for sneaking that line. So yeah, I can move on. I don't hold grudges or none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, totally fine with Kyle Shanahan. Well, then he snuck in. They got to win it all, though. That's what he said right after that. Got to win it all. It's true. Yeah. Got to win it all. But, I mean, yeah. He, he, what, like, what's going to happen if they do? Like, meaning Kyle what's going to happen to TC if they do? Exactly. Kyle got out the way. Kyle Are we doing way. a whole season of if Kyle don't stay out the way, they got to fire him? Yeah. Okay. Well, that, well, I guess you're well, probably right. I mean, call it what it is. This is great content at this point. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. TC is one of one. TC, he 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 wanted the goats. He wanted the goats for sure, man. Um, but yeah, I think they do hold that against Brock a little bit, and it's unfair. That's not what the situation is, man. One, that's misdirected anger. Mm-hmm. Two, if any coach in the league deserves the benefit of the doubt, it's our guy, it's Martin Luther Shanahan, our, over there. It's our guy. Did you see? Talk about missing the coach. We're, we're talking about Vrabel and Belichick. I guess Steve Wilkes' time is next year. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Steve Wilkes. I like Steve Wilkes, too. I heard him talk uh, in an interview. I, I, I like I like the his outlook on – I just like the way he talks. I like him now that I know him. Yeah. yeah. Like when they when he was hired in uh, Arizona, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Where did it – and, of course, he was a – he was a patsy. He was set up to – like he was set up to Did die. Him. Yeah. That was awful, but – yeah, now that I've now like now that I've heard him talk, you know, weekly, I yeah. I, 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 I see why he's an attractive head coach. Yeah, I, I I I like it. And I'm not even gonna say I always agree with him or anything like that. I just it's just somebody that I listen to. I like the way he speaks about the game and speaks about you know leading leading men and being a coach. And I want to see him uh, succeed. So I like that. Did you see that story? Yeah, that soul bloom clip is circulating now. Uh oh. Oh, yeah. oh snap. Yeah, DJ Oasis got a hold of it. <laughs> yep, it's out there. 
It's moving. It's moving. It's moving. It's moving. <laughs> uh, did you see that clip about how, uh, which makes these things even crazier, about how the Niners got the pick to get Brock Purdy? I don't think so. So it was a compensatory pick because they drafted C.J. Beathard in 2017, I think in the third round. Okay. And I guess the way they they go about, they have a judgment on these compensatory picks. And Beathard didn't do well with the Niners, Uh left as a free agent, signed with the Jags, Uh and the NFL deemed that he just qualified as a person that would land the Niners a pick, like a compensatory pick, mm-hmm. that pick was 262, and that was Brock Purdy. Oh, wow. It wasn't even like their scheduled pick. The NFL deemed that they got that pick, mm-hmm. and they used that on, on I didn't know that. That was great. I didn't know that either. Interesting. Crazy. This is, this is really some um, – some, six degrees of separation, divine intervention type stuff to have Brock Purdy right here today in the Super Bowl. Like it's That's incredible. it's unbelievably improbable Absolutely at this incredible. point with all the things that had to go right for that to happen. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. But mm. well, we here. We here almost. Baby. Almost. What's the almost. what's the hot ones? Uh the guy from Clueless or go, look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us. Look where we're at. Who's the guy from, what's his name, from Clueless? He was the that brother. That you just brought up a second ago? Donald no, Faison. No, no, not the brother. Oh. Not the brother. <laughs> the the stepbrother, Paul Rudd. Oh. oh I see you, hey, Joe. Joe. I see you working, Joe. I see you, I see you working. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't he on like Hot Ones or something like that? And it's the clip and he goes, look at us. Who would have thought? Look oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Some of those hot ones video that what a marvelous concept. Yeah, it's a good stuff. The one where you gotta go back and watch a lot of those. One of my my favorites is Viola Davis. Has anyone ever whooped your ass? <laughs> That's one of my favorites. We were watching some, or I was no, I think I was telling you about something. I can't like imagine something being so spicy. That I react that way, Bruh. Uh, what were, um I was telling you about the uh, Keith Lee video where he ate like a right. piece of chicken. Right. Yeah. He ate like a chicken wing where he had to sign a waiver to <laughs> That's eat it. Right, and they gave him like, like a on, they gave him like a cup of ice cream. He was like, I've I've drank I've eaten like two of these cups of ice cream. And it's, <laughs> it's like it's just the worst thing I've ever done in my whole life. Like man, a, a bite of chicken did that to you? <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that's just imagine. a bite too. Didn't even have the whole thing. Oh, absolutely bite. not. He took. I, I got to show you. I got to find the video and show it to that you. That is crazy. He took one bite and his eyes immediately went. <laughs> he, he 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 sounded like our boy uh, Q. Oh, <laughs> and it's like he starts looking around trying to figure out what happened. Like I watched the video with Matt George and and and. You know what? I never watched the video. I got. Oh, watch it's that. out there. Yeah, I got. Yeah, watch with that. Matt George and Kyle Matson, where where Matt was eating <laughs> eating something spicy, and he, man, he looked like he was going through it. That's like uh, that's like Shaq when he had the chip, and he goes, he takes the Best bite. I won't make a face. <laughs> no, 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 no! I did not. I got something. I didn't make a face, Ernie. That was a call. <laughs> I didn't make a face. That was funny. 
Yeah, it was dying. He probably could have gotten away with it if he hadn't done the. <laughs> then he let all that air into his and mouth. It was like, over. it was over. No, 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 I just hit someone in the throat. No, no, no. <laughs> Is it hot? Oh, it's hot. It's hot. Hey, Dave oh, Garcia, wow. this is a shoot. I absolutely love Clueless. That is a great movie. Yeah, you definitely do. Uh, that's a that's an all-timer. And I'm guessing that um, these NBA coaches are about to prove that they're clueless. Oh, jeez. You think Mike called his crew around the league like, hey. he? I think I can see that, that happening. I don't think they listen, though. Don't you don't think, think so? No, nah, I don't think they listen. Well, shout out Jill Lads. Did you see the tweet she had yesterday, I think? Maybe Jill tweets a lot. She does tweet a lot. But basically, somebody had sent her a screenshot of Dick Sporting Goods. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, De'Aaron yeah. Fox jersey. Yeah. Uh, for sale. So those things don't happen on accident. We didn't see one for Sabonis. So we didn't see one in one way or the other. So he could still be on there. But I don't, I, from everything I'm seeing, man, I think they're hating on my boy Domas. <laughs> what you see? Got a photo of you with a Ronald Reagan. Bruh, they've been Kyron Kyron lost his damn mind. <laughs> oh man. I love this show. Kyron oh, lost his damn mind. Oh, Dr. Davis is even funnier. <laughs> Which one is he at? Oh yeah. They, come on, man. Oh, come on, man. man. Don't put me up with that clown. This man. is the best day ever. <laughs> Do not put me up with that clown. Furniture will be moving. This is the best day ever. <laughs> Bring on our man, Matt George. What's up, buddy? Uh, what did I walk into? Oh, Nonsense. Matt, Matt, it's it's been it's been a day, Matt. I'll just say Sorry. that it's it's. Can been I a call day. you guys back? I'm at a construction site, so. <laughs> for the for I'll, I'll 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 get Matt caught up. Here here's here's a here's this this has been today's what, show. What that the right hell there. is that? that? What is that? It's just. KC with uh with his Your with president, his, huh? With his buddy. That is, that is not my president. With his buddy. Look at that. Come on, look, man. look at how happy he looks. Come on, man. This is ridiculous. Y'all gotta go to Twitter. <laughs> if you're listening on the radio or the app, you gotta go to Twitter and see these pictures. Furniture will be moving. I've never seen Kenny so happy, except him when he was standing in front of a Lakers mural. It wasn't happy. Wasn't happy either time. Oh. Uh Matt, let's uh let's take a quick break here because I want to See if you're as angry. Nothing's even happened yet, and we're mad. <laughs> we all know what it is, though. I feel like we do. We know what we'll it come is. back. This Matt, is ridiculous. Matt George is with us. He's from the Lord. He's at the Lord of the Rings studio right now. Uh, so we'll sit down with our buddy from ABC Ten and the Locked On Kings podcast when Dilo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. All right, we're back here with our man Matt George, Locked On Kings podcast, ABC Ten. Matt, the All-Star announcements are just about an hour away. Uh, of course, the show will begin at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. They'll talk for far too long, and then they'll make the announcements. I feel like we're all gearing up to be angry, and I don't, I'm don't. i not sure. what. Where are you leaning with these uh, All-Star announcements coming up here uh, in about an hour? Yeah, I feel like we're getting one. And I think I think De'Aaron's on the outs. I think DeMont Sabonis mm. is an absolute lock. I think Sabonis has to be a lock. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to fall victim to the legacy spots. Like, it's Steph Curry. As mm-hmm. long as Steph Curry exists and is in the league, I think Steph Curry just gets a legacy spot. 
I don't think anybody's really going to blame Steph Curry for how wrong things are going in Golden State necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think if the Kings, like the excuse that everybody's going to be able to lean on is, well, last year the Kings got in because they were in third. This year they're in fifth, even though the records are, are the same. I think that's going to weigh into a lot of decisions. Uh, and, and it's just difficult in the West as a guard to make it in. Um, I don't think De'Aaron's recent comments to the Sacramento Bay, it's probably too little too late anyway, but... I don't think they influenced the decision at all. And I have no issue with De'Aaron's comments about not caring about whether he's an all-star or not. Uh, my expectation, it's been for a while really, uh, is that it's going to be DeMontis Sabonis that's named and De'Aaron Fox is on the outs. I won't be too mad about it, uh, even though I think De'Aaron deserves to definitely be there. And he's proved in many ways statistically over last season. That being said, if DeMontis Sabonis doesn't get in, then you're going to have a pissed off Matt George because Domas continues to put up numbers that, I mean, historically, wilt. only the best have been able to. Yeah, wilt, wilt. Only the best have been able to do. But apparently, that doesn't matter because I guess only Wilt, Cham- Ch- wilt Chamberlain only did good things in the playoffs. Apparently, and, and Demontis Sabonis can only do good things in the playoffs before he gets respect. Well, you're going to be pissed off, Matt. Just my thought. You think Domas isn't going to make it? I Who think are they putting gonna, in? I over think they're going to lead. I think they're going to lean towards De'Aaron. I think they're going to pick a king, and I think they're going to lean towards De'Aaron. Yeah. Mm. I, I I think that would be. I think that would be the wrong decision. Not that it's a Domas is better than De'Aaron argument, but just based off of the numbers that Domas is putting up, the significance of the Domas's numbers, and the fact that the Sacramento Kings are still a good team, or a really good team. I think it. I think it deserves. D- Domas deserves to be there. I think Absolutely. both of them deserve to be there, but I think Domas deserves to be there maybe a little bit more just because of the history that he's putting himself in and the conversation that he's putting himself in. I know I'm not I'm not here to argue against any of that. I just I don't feel like he's going to have the support of the coaches and the people who are making the votes. And I think they're going to do something stupid like put Rudy Gobert in there. Which I, speaks I, to I really but that are. speaks to a bigger problem, Casey. That speaks to the problem that I'm talking about is people judge Demontis Sabonis differently from every other center in the league that could do or cannot do what he does. I mean, people talk about Bam Adebayo better than DeMontis Sabonis. Why? Because Bam Adebayo is a great defender, one of the best best defensive big men in the league. But I put out a tweet the other night listing the numbers that DeMontis Sabonis has put up against the best centers in the league this year. He's cooked Rudy. He's cooked AD. He's cooked... uh, He he played well. I shouldn't say he cooked Jokic. He didn't play against Embiid because Embiid was out the one time the Kings played the 76ers. He cooked Rudy twice. He, with the exception of last night and the second Minnesota Timberwolves game, he's won every time he's played the other top-tier centers in the league this season. And yet people talk about him like he does not belong in that conversation. They use empty calories in the Bay Area. They call him empty numbers everywhere else. I just don't understand it. I don't understand why Domas has talked about and looked at the way he is when in other, I don't know if it's other play. If Anthony Davis were putting up the numbers that he's putting up, if Chet Holmgren were putting up the numbers oh. that he was be putting up, if Victor Wimbanyama was putting up the numbers that he was putting up, it would we worship it as the greatest we've ever seen. And look at what this player is doing. Look at what this big man is doing. Only Nikola Jokic can do it. But because it's Demontis Sabonis and it doesn't fit their two narratives of one playoff series and the Tyrese Halliburton trade, so many people will continue to undermine it. Yeah. Crazy you're part right, is- you're not wrong. Didn't Jokic just win his title last year? Okay. I guess I guess we pick and I guess we pick and choose when we bitch about what somebody does in the postseason. I don't don't know. I don't know why because they bitched about Giannis, Mm -hmm. but they didn't bitch about Jokic. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Jokic for Jokic is always about. 
for Jokic, it was all about look at these numbers that this big man is putting up. And of course, Jokic's numbers are better than DeMontis Sabonis. They are. But Sabonis is the closest to Jokic that anybody has ever come. And Jokic is being touted already as the greatest statistical center of all time. Hmm. Not to mention, Jokic's passing is an absolute elite skill that people worship. DeMontis Sabonis' passing is, well, he touches the ball every time down the floor. So, of course, he has that many assists. Demonis Sabonis is ripped for not being a scoring first center, but he gets his teammates involved. Nikola Jokic has to be a scoring first center on that team. Demonis Sabonis does not have to for the Sacramento Kings to be successful because De'Aaron Fox is here, plus Keegan Murray's here, and the guys on the perimeter that they have. Like, circumstances are different, but the numbers suggest that Domas is amongst the elite big men, not this just this season, the elite big men of all time. And he could be held out in an all-star game because... Why? So, Matt, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're hip to this. We had Will Z look up the last time anyone had put up numbers like Domas and missed the All-Star game. And here's what Will found out. Uh, I looked up who hasn't made an All-Star game with at least 19 points, 13 rebounds, and 8 assists. And Wilt is the only player who's ever done it. <laughs> so we couldn't find anyone who's missed it because <laughs> no one's ever done it before besides Will Chamberlain. Crazy, man. <laughs> He didn't specify, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Wilt made the All-Star team that year. Yeah. Could be wrong. Wilt, yeah, it's up in Wilt the was probably the All-Star team that year. That's probably true. Him and I don't get it. Scooter I just do not understand why people talk about Sabonis the way that they do. And, oh, yeah. and it forces me to go in the other side of obnoxiousness and make him sound like the greatest gift at basketball, mm-hmm. which of course he's not. He's a really, 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 really good player. He's a top 15 player in the league positional i think puts him in that conversation but whatever positions are important you have to have bigs you can't just have 15 guards and wings you have to have big men is he as good as Jokic and Embiid no they are in the s tier of centers the next tier down is DeMontis Sabonis by himself mm-hmm. and then there's mm-hmm. AD and Bam and Chet and the other tall guys that you want to fall in love with because maybe they score the ball a little bit better but they don't put up the numbers uh, mm-hmm. that DeMontis Sabonis does and they don't win when they play DeMontis Sabonis. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice. awkward when Anthony Davis makes it and they get the shot of him sitting on the bench looking the, pissed off at Darvin Ham in his nicest by essentials the way, outfit. Lakers-Celtics here on ESPN 1320 after the show. I had no idea. Yeah, boss told me to say that. That's great. Yeah, no, Lakers versus Celtics. You won't – LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you're not getting them. But, yeah, no, turn we up, got you. Turn up the on-court mic so you can hear someone cussing at Darvin Ham the entire time. Well, that probably won't be that hard. Shout out Legends. We'll have it. Yeah. We'll have it. Yeah, no, but uh, you guys are both right. I mean, this is this is ridiculous that he's not going to be an all-star. He, he, he well, we don't think he's going to be an all-star. Well, I, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. I don't think he's going to be an all-star or be selected we, to the team originally. He may find his way on there. He mm, may find his way as, as yeah. a replacement. But the initial selection of the reserves, I don't think he's going to make it. Which teams deserve to have two all-stars? Which teams? The Timberwolves. Which is Gobert and... I put Cat before Gobert. Okay. Ant-Man, obviously. Ant-Man. And, well, Ant, yeah, Ant's Ant like, Ant's a duh. Okay. And I'd say the... I'm not as sold say on that, by the way. That they should? I'm not as sold that they have to have two I, All-Stars no, just I, because I they agree. lead the... I hear you. Like, we're talking a, a, a half a game. You know, we're talking a minimal difference between Minnesota, Oklahoma City, L.A., and Denver. Mm. And just reeling those names off real quick, Matt, the Clippers are the easiest one, mm-hmm. in my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City's the easiest one for one. Mm-hmm. It's it's Shea. Minnesota, okay, like I'll listen, like, but I don't I don't think they have to have two. Denver, I don't think Jamal Murray's having that type of year. Mm-hmm. Like no, he's been hurt half it's the time too. Jokic. And Phoenix is getting two. I mean, Booker and yep. Booker and uh K D are KD. putting up damn near identical numbers. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. I real I really think what we are going to hear and what's going to be discussed and going to be harped on is when the Kings only have one, it's going to be there in fifth place. That's going to be what Phoenix are is hang in their sixth, hat on. and the Lakers yeah. are in eighth or something like. But that. The, the Lakers Phoenix are in Suns ninth. Are gonna, the Suns are going to be able to hang their hat on when our stars play together. We play really, really well. Golden State's in twelfth, and they got hot at the right time. If the Golden State Warriors have more than one All Star, well, it's they a won't joke. have if that. The Los well, Angeles Lakers have. If the Lakers have more than one all-star, it's, it's a joke. They the Lakers are would. terrible. They're a bad basketball team. They probably The Lakers would. suck. They're bad, but it doesn't matter because they got these legacy all-stars, which all-star game, like we need to redefine what an all-star game is because you just want to have the same guys play. Every, I mean, the all-star game is already boring. Might as well have the same people in every damn year. Or are you going to reward the players that are playing like all-stars that particular season, which is what the all-star game is supposed to be? Yeah. yeah. No, if, you're, if I, that's the case, you have to put Domas in. I really hope we're mad for nothing. I do too. I, I hope just I'm don't dead think. Wrong. I just don't think we are. Yeah, I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen anything. Looking at you know people selections on TNT and you know and, and in inside the NBA or NBA Today, whatever it is, uh, I haven't seen anything that leads to any inkling for me that people are going to respect what Domas has done and put him on the All Star team. Uh, quick thing here, securing the Bagley. Why did you change your name back? Go back to what you were before. Securing the beam is yeah. What it was. Go back to that. But he asked, so what about those years when Boogie made it? Kings weren't good. Well, remember, Demarcus was really good for a couple of years before they made it. Before he made it, and then it kind of got to the point where his numbers are so out, like we can't keep keep he continuing was, to he uh, was keep him out of the, the All Star be- game. Yeah. Sorry, D'Lo. He was literally the best center in the league for a, a mm-hmm. couple of years stretch. He was the best. He was what Nikola Jokic is now. Now, the numbers weren't as good, but understand, Nikola Jokic is the top of NBA centers. Mm-hmm. That's what Boogie was for a couple of seasons. No, his team did not win, but statistically, there was not a center on this planet that could touch Boogie early on or during those couple of years. And what we're yeah. also talking about in this situation compared to that situation, and maybe somebody would know better than I would, but we're not talking about Anthony Davis not being all-star caliber right. with the season. We're not well, I am saying that about Rudy Gobert, but we're not saying that about Cat or anything like that. We're saying they shouldn't make it over DeMontis Sabonis. Okay. The Marcus right. Cousins, I I don't know, maybe maybe Vin Baker was having a better year than him at the time. I don't know. Vin Baker's way before DeMarcus Cousins, but like, no one was but to Matt's point, no one was having a better year than DeMarcus. Exactly. Like he was he and was that, the one. And but they but but again, they held it against him for a couple of years mm-hmm. until it was like, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. Like he should probably have at minimum two more all-star games to his, to his resume, mm-hmm. yeah. but he doesn't. Um, and he wasn't even a legacy. He fought his way in. Steph will ultimately be a legacy. I'd be, they're not keeping Steph Curry out of the all-star. No, for sure. I, I, all the things that I've said about maybe, you know, he shouldn't be on there or whatever. That's just, should would could like they're definitely putting him on the on the team. He's he's about as lock as anybody in the league. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 
Might be a little bit of a makeup too, because wasn't he hurt last year? He didn't play in the All Star game last year, if I remember correctly. He was out. Booker was out. Mm-hmm. I can't remember Booker didn't if he selected at all. I can't. I, Booker didn't get I, selected last year. I Who did? Genuine, no, I think De'Aaron replaced Booker. I thought that's what I thought. I thought Book didn't get selected at all. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I thought maybe I could be wrong. I, I, th- I, I thought De'Aaron wrong. replaced Booker, but. Um, that it's, it's inconsequential. I, I don't remember. I don't remember Steph being out, but I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Domas and De'Aaron for the all-star game. Can I pivot the conversation to something to lighten the mood and make us a little happier? Sure. Again, so we start, are mad for something that has not happened yet. We're predetermined mad, which is yes. a, a, an important thing. Al- always, always a good way to live life. Get mad before <laughs> anything actually happens to make you upset. It, it's healthy. It's healthy. Um, so I'm a I'm big on milestones and I wanted to celebrate something with you. Like I I I'm I take things that I like to to put like in frame and, and put things up. A sorry radio audience, this is not gonna work very well. But like I have my first ever newspaper article that I wrote in high school framed and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I love collecting milestones and, and moments throughout my career. And uh there's a milestone that happened last week and I actually wanted to share it with you guys. I haven't gotten it framed yet, but I just got the print today. So I just wanted to share this uh this milestone. Oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very nice. It is a I like that. It is a blow-up picture of <laughs> our brother Antonio Harvey and DeMontis Sabonis, our, our our man Antonio, right in front of uh Matt George's ABC ten camera. His four K uh ABC ten camera with a crystal when, clear shot of Antonio Harvey. When that's, I tell that's a classic. you that is an all timer. When I tell you I dropped the loudest F-bomb in an empty chase center at 10 p.m. when I opened up that that file or opened up that video to put it on social media and <laughs> I saw Tony step in front of my camera two different times, it echoed throughout the chase center. Amazing. <laughs> that is just amazing. For social media, it's fantastic. And we can get a good laugh of that, out of it. It's really no big deal. But I imagine when you're cutting clips for your news ten, your ABC ten broadcast, he made the he made the air. I well, covered it as best I, I did everything I could possibly do, and I was like, he he's just gonna make the air. Well, so ABC ten's Antonio it. Harvey. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. Um, real quick, just because I was I was curious, uh, Fox replaced Dame Lillard. Oh, okay, book didn't so make Devin, it at all. so book didn't make it at all. Okay, that's right. I think he he had an argument though to to make it. I thought he he had missed a bunch of games. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. Good. Like Book had missed a bunch yeah. of games leading into then. And when he played though, like he was he was killing like last year. He was an All Star caliber player. He just didn't play a lot of games. Mm. I'm glad you looked that up because it was it was it was weighing on my head. Um, well, what did you think of last night? Um. I was let off last night than I was after the Memphis win. So I'll ask you about that. You were one of the people who were really upset about the way the Kings won the Memphis. Um, yeah. So to, to, to be clear, you, you've been very busy the last couple of days. You may not. I, we didn't care. <laughs> Go win the game. Like, pretty, this isn't the BCS. This isn't the college football playoff. There's no science involved in this. Go get a dub. You had a different perspective. 
Yeah, no, I understand. I understand that perspective completely. And ultimately, like the the one universal statement that reigns over everything that I'm about to say is you'd much rather take ugly wins than pretty losses. And in, in so many years past, the Kings lose that game almost every single time. They deserve to lose that game, to be completely honest, for how they played. But I watched that entire game and I was disgusted not by the fact that the Kings were struggling to beat a Memphis Grizzlies team that was missing 11 guys. Because one thing I expected from that game was that all eight of those Grizzlies players, especially the ones who were two-way guys and and like that Matthew Hunt guy who'd never played a game, an NBA game before and all these people, like I knew they were going to play hard. This is their first and maybe only opportunity to get extended NBA minutes. Didn't matter who they were playing, they were going to play hard and they could play without fear. So what the Grizzlies did and who the Grizzlies fielded, the roster they fielded, really had nothing to do with my frustrations. My frustrations had everything to do with the Sacramento Kings knowing full well that this is a game that they probably needed to get because of the the remainder of this road trip. This is a Kings team who's been trying to turn things around, who's been trying to enjoy good vibes, who gets up and plays hard in a shootout against the Warriors, who gets up and plays hard uh, in whatever win was after that. I don't even remember, to be honest with you. And then they take the floor against the Memphis Grizzlies and they turn the ball over 19 times. And what really pissed me off, and I love Malik Monk. Like, I just love that man. I love watching him. I love the chaos that he brings. I think he's way more often than not great for this Kings team. He is in a funk right now. And there is a moment in the fourth quarter where the Sacramento Kings were down two. They hadn't even uh, uh, passed 90 points yet. They already had like 16 or 17 turnovers on the night. They were down two in the fourth quarter to a shorthanded Grizzlies team, and shorthanded is putting it nicely. And Monk tries this behind the back, between the legs, dribble and pass, and nearly turns the ball over. He actually didn't turn the ball over that time. He somehow scrambled and managed to reclaim possession. And that, to me, that moment was a was the example or told the story of I thought how the Sacramento Kings approached that game with the exception of DeMontis Sabonis who put up big numbers as he usually does and and fought hard and battled hard and Sabonis said it best after the game the way the Kings performed was unacceptable and that's how I felt the mistakes that the Kings were making the flashiness the arrogance of which they played with how disconnected they were how lazy they were with passes the self-inflicted wounds that they suffered in that game to me was completely unacceptable and I thought back to how the most pissed off we saw Mike Brown last season was when after the New York Knicks Mm -hmm. victory, when he watched the Kings play and he took the podium after that game, we were all happy because the Kings just beat the Knicks on national television in Sacramento. We're like, this is awesome. He takes the podium and basically says that wasn't good enough. That's not okay. That is not going to fly. That's how I felt about the other night. Like just the way the Sacramento Kings played had nothing to do with Memphis and everything to do with the Kings. I just felt that, even though they got the victory and good on them for doing that, that's what good teams do. They found a way to win that game. But throughout that game, I didn't think they took it seriously enough. And they just continued to make self-inflicted mistakes after mistakes after mistakes. And I just thought it was unacceptable from that team. And we should hold that team to a higher standard than, well, they got the win. We can forget everything else. It happens. <laughs> as, as is my thought. Those, those things happen. And I, I'm not even saying that anything you're saying is wrong, Matt. Like, yeah, you 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 would want to see them play better than what they did in Memphis, but um, you know it's, it's not a video game. These these are human beings. Sometimes you have nights where you're just not there mentally. Um, and- yes, but that's happened a lot this season, though. That's the problem. We've been questioning that about this team a lot this season. 
and it's not getting better. Maybe the blowout losses are getting better, but the mental mistakes have been a consistent issue with this team all all season long. Sorry to cut you off. No, that, that's but that's fine. what you're saying isn't wrong there either. But I don't know the the Memphis game to get upset with that one. I wasn't getting upset with that. I, I'll take the I'll take the win in that situation. That's also nobody ever likes to say it, but that's also a, a hard game to get up for sometimes because you're playing a bunch of G leaguers and, and it's the, the focus may not be there. You, you, we, they are thinking just like we're probably thinking walk on the floor and beat these guys. See, I hate that. I hate that. And because that, when Draymond green said that and mentioned the Sacramento Kings is one of the teams that, that, that are tough to get up for a handful of seasons ago, we were all outraged and we hated that idea. We hated that mindset. Plus it pissed us off that he called out the Sacramento Kings as well. Also Draymond, sorry, who you talk about getting up for somebody. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I like, I don't think one, if the Sacramento Kings are thinking and feeling that way, I understand they're human beings, Kenny. I understand it's, you probably are more excited to play a divisional game against the warriors or than you are, uh, Monday night against the Memphis Grizzlies that are shorthanded. I get the human nature of that, but I expect this team, more importantly, I expect that coaching staff to be able to correct that and overcome that. And 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 to me, the Kings have not earned the right to have that mindset. They have not. They've been a one-year playoff team and a first-round playoff exit. They have not earned the right to not take someone or not get up to play somebody. That to me is not a valid excuse. That's a dismissal. That's brushing something under the rung rug that is a problem. Do I think the Kings aren't going to get up to play a playoff game when it all is said and done? No, it's a, it's really a moot point at that at that moment. But I look at every opportunity during this regular season that the Kings can take to improve and put themselves in the position to maximize what they can do and put themselves uh, make as deep of a playoff run as possible and trying to build these championship tendencies that Mike Brown has talked a lot about. That is completely counterproductive. The I I didn't I couldn't get up to play the Memphis Grizzlies on a Monday night because I just wasn't feeling it. That, that's counterproductive. Well, that two things. Number one, the Thunder lost to the Pistons like two days ago, and so like these things, and they haven't won a damn thing, regardless right. of how good people. So these things happen. And number two, the thing I'm saying is not necessarily like ah oh, we don't care about this game. It's just there's it's weird to explain. Sometimes you're like, all right, they're in the locker room. Hey, let's go out and blow these guys out. Let's let's take care of business early. Let's hey get up. Don't sleep on these guys because they're, they're saying that, but it's just something sometimes that you just your your mind and your your physical don't connect all the time. I'm saying that they were playing the game like it was a pickup game. Yeah. You could see it. That's why they were throwing the ball out of bounds. Yeah. That's why you had that play with De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes in the fourth quarter. And even in the middle of it, in the middle of the game, they might probably in the huddle like, hey, come on, let's pick this up. Let's pick it up. Well, and they go out there and they're, sometimes you see, try but that's the thing. don't happen. They did. That's what we were talking about. I, 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 Matt and I understand like your frustrations over that. They had a terrible first quarter. Mm-hmm. But they took care of business the other three. Like, yes. I mean, I guess, I guess we, we have this mindset that they should have beat that team by 30. And I guess if you feel like they should have, they should have. But after the first quarter, it was just a regular basketball game. But it was a regular basketball game where they continued to turn the ball over a ridiculous no. amount of times over the course of the game. I don't game. question those that. Self-inflicted wounds. That's what I'm more I mad. I had, no, like, beat the Grizzlies by one, beat them by 20 does not matter. The Kings are absolutely a better team. That can't be questioned. And I'm glad the final score eventually did reflect that. But it was how the Sacramento Kings played and how lackadaisical they played through all four quarters 
That was what frustrated me because maybe some guys woke up. Sabonis certainly woke up, but then Monk was doing that silly stuff in the fourth quarter and the Kings were still struggling to take care of the basketball in what ended up being a close game. They, what I loved about that game that ended on a positive D low. I love that they held, I think they held Memphis scoreless over the final, like three minutes and some yep. change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. You slam the door on them. Good. Like that, that made me feel better about the way you ended it. And to be honest, I, I realized pretty quickly after putting that podcast episode out that the vast majority of people agree with how you guys are approaching it and disagree with me. And I could be overreacting to one performance, but watching that game through, I was frustrated the same way. I think Mike was probably frustrated watching that Knicks game back. It just was not Kings basketball. And that's, that was what got under my skin. So two things, I would have preferred a better follow-up to that game last night. Um, Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Two, we have a trade it doesn't involve the Sacramento Kings. Uh, we have a trade from Adrian Wojnarowski. The Memphis Grizzlies are trading Stephen Adams, who I don't think has played this season, to the Houston Rockets for Victor Oladipo, who knew, and, and three second-round picks. Um, the only thing that says to me is, boy, the Memphis Grizzlies might be headed in a certain direction. Yeah, as they as they probably should be. Stephen Adams was very, very important to that team. I and and clearly they're of the belief his he's not going to be able to help them moving forward. They're they're in a very weird uh, position. Of course, I I don't know if Stephen Adams is scheduled to. I can't remember what Stephen Adams' injury was. We haven't seen that brother play basketball in so long because um, he missed you know the large chunk of the end of last year. I think I forgot Victor Oladipo was on the Rockets. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's just such a tough God, he was once so great story. Yeah. Uh but yeah, there I guess I guess trade season is underway. The first trade has been made. Well, okay, so I, I promise you guys, this is not a, a I'm just we're we're just talking. We're just we're just talking. This is not a a report. This is not a chatty house situation. There's <laughs> Uh, kind of vetting this guy. You're not bit. reading the Lakers tweet, are you? The guy, he's not just a hack. He's not a hack, but but I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to happen. All right. He's not a hack, though. All right. He's not. This he's, is, a, he's a he's a, he's some guy at the TV station. Have you seen his 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 history? No. He was the only one with Kawhi to the Clippers. <laughs> no, and, he wasn't. Well, that reported it. Okay. Nobody was saying it. I'm not, I'm not. Okay. I'm not saying he's the only one that knew. Okay. I'm saying he's the. the everybody thought it was the Lakers, or he's going it's back. Good, to you know why? Okay, it's fine. Why? Because he's nobody. That's why he could say it. Okay. I said it on the air. You know why no one cared? Because I ain't nobody. I said it on the radio. I, I'm not saying he's the only one that knew. Okay. I'm just, I wouldn't look at no, you as a but, hack. But what I'm I saying, wouldn't, is I wouldn't say you're a no hack. One I'd, say, I'd say you're. You got people that know some things. Go ahead, read the tweet. That. You read the he, tweet. He did the other thing they asked him, and this was this is an obvious one to me, but he was the one that talked about he linked some Cavs trade at the deadline when LeBron was there as the Lakers doing LeBron a solid, and he was going to sign with the Lakers in the offseason. I don't know if this is going to happen, but this isn't – this isn't uh, who was the, the – I don't remember his name, but the one tweeter that was like, I promise you, oh. Kawhi is oh. signing with the Lakers. Or I'm getting rid of Twitter. Yeah, I this remember that guy. This isn't him. And this guy doesn't just, like, tweet all the time. Like, he's got another stuff of his TV report on KTLA. Like, he's not – doesn't seem like he's trying to come out here and break news. But basically he says that the Lakers uh, – he's hearing that the Lakers are exploring trading LeBron in AD. I think 
I don't think that happens at all. And if it did, that would be crazy. Palenka would be, Palenka would have to be fired. You don't trade LeBron James. You fire Darvin Ham before you trade LeBron James. One hundred percent. That's ridiculous. One hundred. And LeBron I'm at only. I'm not even trying to get Darvin Ham fired, but that should that wouldn't even answer my thought. My my first thought would be you guys figure it out and you guys all play on the same team together. Trading LeBron, no, hell no. I got nothing on that. Like it's I don't that's ridiculous. They're not trading LeBron James. I don't think they are either. Hey, but salute to was it KTX? What is it? KTLA? <laughs> KTLA reporter David Pigalore. Salute, Mr. Pigalore. <laughs> Get your stuff off. Um, we didn't transition to Miami yet. Um I said at the end of your frustration about the Memphis game. I was fine with it because I had hoped for a better follow-up against Miami. Unfortunately, that follow-up didn't really – I was pre- I, I don't want to say I was prepared for the Kings to lose, mm-hmm. but we talked about it yesterday. I, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I thought the Heat were going to come out on fire, and they didn't. And there was a point where, you know, once the Kings made that run in the second quarter, it was like, okay, they've settled down. The Kings in a really good spot unless the Heat turn it up in the second half. Heat didn't turn it up. The Kings never got into a flow again, and it felt like it just felt like a bad basketball game for Sacramento, and that's why they lost rather than a desperate Miami Heat team that needed to turn things around that were in a you know historic spiral for Eric Spolstra. Yeah, I first thing that jumped off the page to me again, sticking with the theme of the Memphis Grizzlies game, the Kings turned the ball over five times in the first quarter. Their yeah. first play was a De'Aaron Fox turnover. I was like, oh my God, are we doing this again? Mm. And it was four, at least four out of the five, maybe all five of them were self-inflicted errors and all five of them were by Kings guards. None of them were by Domas who took until like the like six or seven minute mark or something of the second quarter to finally score. Like Domas had just a rough start to this game with nothing was nothing was really dropping for him. That being said, he still finished with a triple double and outplayed Bam Adebayo. Nothing else new there. But like, I mean, Jimmy Butler played really really well. Richardson had a red hot night from three point range, and here's the Sacramento Kings again. Who, as I thought, they did a lot of really good things defensively throughout that game. They had a a lot of really good defensive moments, but none of it matters if your strength is not there and the Kings' strength is offensively. You're going to struggle to win basketball games if De'Aaron Fox is shooting poor. You're just going to. And and there's actually a number that Will Z and I found in a Locked on Kings podcast that's coming later today that reflects that a little bit, but I'll get to that when I talk about Keegan Murray here in a second. Because Keegan had... A sensational first half was the only player. Kevin Herter scored, I think, 11 of his 14 points in the first half. So Kevin had a good start to this game, too. Keegan was the only person with a pulse offensively for Sacramento for most of that game. He's the only reason why the Kings weren't down 20 to 30 in that first half. He scores 21 points in the first half, finishes with 33, with six of those points scored in the final like two minutes of the game off of back to back pointers when the Kings were trying to make a run there at the end. I think I noted like in the fourth quarter, Keegan had only taken like five or six shots in the second half after shooting like 11 of 14 in the first half. This is not the first time this has happened. The most prominent time was game five of the playoffs when Keegan scored like 12 or 14 points in the first quarter and barely touched the ball for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. And it's happened two or three times this season 
where Keegan is the hot hand and the Kings, whether they're trying to get everybody else involved or not, they go away from him. I think it's partially on Keegan to say, give me the freaking ball. I'm the only one scoring right now. I think it's also on De'Aaron Fox and Demonte Sabonis and Mike Brown to go, let's draw up some sets and get this man open. I do not understand. Now, also credit to the Heat. Defensively, the Heat made good defensive adjustments. But I think this speaks to a larger problem, guys. And this is what Will Z and I discovered today. uh, De'Aaron Fox has 25 games this season where he has taken 20 or more field goal attempts, Mm. right? And that makes complete sense. Fox is the guy he's going to shoot more often than not. He is the absolute offensive engine of this Kings team, at least scoring-wise. Makes complete sense. The next closest guy is a four-way tie between Sabonis, Keegan, Barnes, and Monk with two each. The Kings are so reliant on De'Aaron Fox and the volume of shots that he takes that offensively, if he's having nights like he does last night, even if the Kings are playing good defense, they they struggle to win basketball games because there is no excuse for not getting Keegan Murray 20 shots last night. There is no excuse for not getting Sabonis 20 shots on a night where he's feasting in the paint or not getting Malik Monk 20 shots on a night where he's uh, he's getting going. I think this speaks to maybe a bigger problem with Sacramento's offense. We know how prolific they can be, and they love to share the basketball, and I love that. But when you have a hot hand that's not just De'Aaron Fox, feed that hot hand. And I don't think Sacramento takes enough advantage of that when they're having a Keegan Murray game like they did last night. Yeah, I think one of the issues with the Kings is, and we talked about it earlier, Damon, is they just don't have uh, enough guys that can create their own shot. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, in situations like that where you still should be able to find a way to get two more shots for Keegan Murray, I'm not disputing that, but in situations like that, Keegan a lot of the time seems, seems so reliant on the offense or the aggressiveness of Fox and people drawing and kicking and things of that nature where they need Keegan or somebody else to be able to just give him the ball at the top of the key or give it to him on the wing and you go create, get your own shot uh, off the bounce. And that's that's what this team is lacking if De'Aaron Fox or and most times or if Malik Monk aren't the ones doing it. They don't really have another guy who can do that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree completely. And that's an area of, of Keegan's game that still needs to get better is his ability as an ISO scorer. That being said, when Harrison was hot the other night in Golden State, I mean, back-to-back 30-point games, and and I love what Harrison did. And D'Lo, you said something earlier that I 100% agree with. I would much rather take a night like last night where Harrison is 2 or 3 of 11 or 12 like he was than 1 of 2 or 2 of 3 or 3 of 4. Or whoever said that. I think it was D'Lo who said that. Well, I said it. I was was repeating Casey. Yeah, Yeah, either way. You're 100% right because at least Harrison is involved. And also Harrison, I think, grabbed like 5 or 6 rebounds last night. When Harrison is involved shooting, getting some touches and shooting the basketball, he does more on other ends of the floor. You can say the same thing about Kevin Herter. I love that the Kings share the ball as much as they do. But when Harrison was hot in that that Golden State Warriors game, they gave they they made every opportunity to get him the basketball. They went three straight possessions of Harrison in the post, the same spot on the floor in the fourth quarter, and he scored two out of those three times. They went to him three straight times. They em- emphasize get him the ball because he is hot. With the exception of when Keegan was raining down threes in the Golden One Center and putting up almost 50 points, like that is the only time that I've seen the Kings that I can remember off the top of my head see the Kings go, Keegan is hot, get him the ball every time down the floor. 
I just think they go away from it a little bit too much with Keegan. And even when Kevin Herter has been hot and going back to last season, when Kevin Herter was having his moments and having his games, it was a DHO every other time up the floor for him. Why aren't you doing the same thing with Keegan in that second half? It's just things that I don't necessarily understand. And I don't know if it's a Keegan problem, a Kings problem, or all of the above. Celtics-Lakers are coming up next here on ESPN 1320. We're headed to 102.5. Yep. And since y'all have been trolling, Soul Bloom, <laughs> it's time. We're going live on 102.5 right now. I'm sorry. This is directed at one person. Soul Bloom, it's time. We're headed over to 102.5 right now. Enjoy Celtics-Lakers. We will see you tomorrow at 32 Brew Street inside Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos, Soul Bloom. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.